everyone definitely knew that the Earth was flat. So in my opinion, the wheel is a great idea, right? But that doesn't mean AFI that a Segway is a great idea, right? Backstage stories. Just here between no, the logos. Between the lo- right, We're right, already right. running. Hello, Mr. P. Oh, hey. <laughs> I can't believe it's been 36 shows and I'm still asking you which side of the microphone I should talk into. Yeah, but it's uh, it. I, I understand it can be kind of confusing because we had some some gear changes during our our 36 episodes. Yeah, it's true. We did. Yeah, we got like new look, different look. I would. I almost want to say new locations as if we upgraded. We, <laughs> in fact, we kind of downgraded, but it's more cozy. Yeah, but I I can tell you once again. Wait, when um when this whole flat will be um renovated and done, and this will be a decent living room with a decent couch, then Man, we'll talk again, buddy. I'm pumped for the new the new podcast room. I, I have like I have good visions for it. Yeah, I want us to have a cool um. You can bring posters. Or yeah, at I was least just th- thinking. I have to check it with Tony, but you could you could bring up suggestions. Well, I was just thinking, it'd be great to have an artsy fartsy immigrants poster because we have this great logo from Guy. You know, like a nice can, like mm-hmm. like a soft red mm-hmm. backdrop. You know, like the twelve mm-hmm. songs red kind of, and then I think yeah. it's, it's the same. Yeah, it's the same one that's on the logo that you, you click to listen to the show. I think we can definitely think about that. I've heard a super funny take on another podcast about um, posters, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know Bill Simmons? I guess you do. That, why is that so familiar? Uh, this super former sports broadcaster and podcaster. Oh, of course. Formerly worked for ESPN, now has his own network, The Ringer. Mm. They also do a lot of great um, TV shows and, and um, movie podcasts, etc. But on his own podcast, Bill Simmons, uh-huh. because he's that huge, that that's just his podcast. He talks about, I don't know, baseball, basketball, <clears throat> movies or whatever. And yeah. they have this new kind of rubric which is called Parents' Corner. Parents' Corner. And he um, he talks to another guy who's also, I guess, a sports broadcaster and tells him the story that his 13-year-old son has decided to make some changes in his life, puberty, etc., and to change rooms within the house and decorate it on his own because okay. he has an Amazon <laughs> account now. And the first thing he ordered oh, no. was a like a, a, a flag, huge flag, uh-huh. Like I, I guess bigger than this poster, so let's let's say one meter to I don't know one fifty or something. Okay, that's pretty big, yeah. And the image that's on it <laughs> is the the faked driver license from McLovin from Superbad. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and the funny thing is, this kid and the movie are the same age. Oh, okay, that's perfect. That's are they? Perfect. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Do you know this whole thing about the the character McLovin being like a really uh, a like associated with hip hop, like being kind of praised and, and, and mentioned a lot, like connected to hip hop. I've heard about it, but never dig deeper. Oh yeah. I haven't dug too deep myself, but I, I keep seeing it on the surface of things that I should probably dive deeper into, but <laughs> yeah. just that like his, his mentality and I think his philosophy on everything yeah. really connected to some hip hop guys that were coming up at that time. And I think he's, he's referenced in like a shit ton of songs. It's really crazy. I'm going to apologize in advance for um, any unconscious sniffing or coughing. If you can't tell, I'm coming off a cold, um, but I like this deep I had my boy tested before he could come in. Yeah, I'm not roaned. I'm just... Roaned. Uh, I'm not roaned. I ain't roaned. Dude, that could, be a, that could be a thing, a neologism. 
What's like a ruin? What's a neologism? Do you use that word? Because I I thought you'd use it in English because you use it in French the same way you do in German. <laughs> neologism? Don't you use it? Like you created the new word. That sounds like a word. Or that, adaption of a word. That sounds like a word. Like scientists created like an AI to speak <laughs> a language that sounds like English, and it's like neologism. But <laughs> what do you call it in English? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what word you're trying to say. What do you mean? Like the the term for when there is a new word. You just brought up a new word. Oh, like I coined it. Like coined I coined the phrase. I mean. guess that's what you call it. In in Germany, you call it neologismus, and in French, uh, neologisme. neologisme. And the funny thing is, um, do, cool you, word. do you know a little bit about the kind of weird relationship between the English and the French? We mean like historically in general? Historically. You know, there's, there's yeah, still sure. clinch kind of. Yeah, sure. And um, the French have a... a an own ministry just for new words. It's called... Oh, wow. Mystère pour Neologisme. Why? Oh, crazy. Okay. Because from time to time you get to use new terms and the Fr French, um, not like the German, but the French don't really like to use English terms like we do in Germany. Right, right. There's been the computer and we call it computer. Yeah. Etc. Etc. There's a lot like that. You yeah. know what? What? Um, and the French had to bring up own words for it, like a cell phone. In Germany, you had this kind of weird, fake English adaption, handy. Yeah, handy threw me off when I first came yeah. here, but then I got used to it. But the French invented the new word for it, le portable. The portable. Yeah. Oh, funny. Or okay. the computer is the l'ordinateur. What? Is, how do you translate that exactly? Um, I guess. Ooh, my. Yeah, it doesn't. My yeah, French doesn't, is so bad, but I guess it's kind of. Um, Something that searches directions. Oh, that's ridiculous. Something like I guess something that's like that. that. Correct me if you're from France or know more French know more than I it. do. It seems like such a huge effort from an entire country just to not use international words that can, yeah, but that one come from English. They for weekend they just use the word weekend. Oh, so for that <laughs> one, so for that one, they're like, all right, le weekend. That's what they call it. Oh, that actually sounds pretty cool. I wonder, there must be a French band called, how do you say it again? Le Weekend. Le Weekend. There must be a band from France called Le Weekend. <laughs> I can tell your French accent is even worse than your Australian. I have to disagree there. I think it's much better. It might be the best accent that I can do, the French accent. Which is not saying much because I can, can you do literally... German accent in English? I've never asked you to do that. You've never asked me to do my German accent before? Because normally, you know, um, when we're talking, um, I like to... Um, so my uh, impression, impression is right. Mm -hmm. My impression sometimes of a German person is um, like maybe a German person who, who doesn't all, always... Uh, that's kind of mixing it. Doesn't always speak English so often. So he... Um, um, the Germans, they, 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 they don't say th, th. For this, or say they 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 go they go to the part they go to the party and then they have a good time and they go yeah, to the party they go to the party and yeah yes. you know I I was I was uh, drinking there with my with my friend Hans and and yeah we had a, a really good laugh we laughed a lot it was really it's a, a really good time yeah what Oda? <laughs> wasn't it Hans or it sounded like kind of a pretty weird mix between something. And we're only talking about cliches, obviously. Um, something between Caribbean, <laughs> Indian, and French. Really... So if you take it geographically, you're kind of right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm leaning I'm somewhere leaning between in the India and um, 
the Caribbean. This might be that might be the worst version of my German impression I've ever done. By the way, you know that I'm you still owe it. me one German episode. You can choose the moment. Uh, like a whole episode in German. It doesn't have to be. Uh, we'll have to direct it towards a two like bottles of wine uh, to uh, to our episode like last mm. week. We may have to script it because that's going to be so boring. <laughs> it's going to be so so painfully boring, and I, I almost feel kind of bad for German listeners who are going to like cringe. Every like, there's a few German listeners who won't give a shit, but there's going to be a, a handful. They're going to be like, "Man, he has not gotten a single daddy das den dem des right. He has not gotten a single one correct." That's they're going to like, you know, a little bit like, you know. Yeah, but that's that's, but that does have the the. It's like English or American people correcting people who mess up little changes like who or whom, etc. Oh, but no, but that's too picky. That's far too picky. That's like, that's mm. like, yeah, oh, but, my pinky's but, raised for my Yeah, but, but if you have a kind of understanding on how hard these whole article things are in German. Right. I think you, I don't care if someone, if someone messes up those shitty articles because I, sometimes they so hard. don't even make sense. Yeah, and we talked about this a hundred thousand times, but like, especially when you get into descriptive words, like when, you know, you have to think about the masculinity or the femininity or the neutrality of a yeah. article, like of a word, and then you have to change the article and the ending of that word to to match it. Yeah. You know, and that's like, for me, that's so over the top unnecessary. Yeah. You know, like, how would you say like the red pencil in German? Der rote Stift. Rote Stift, yeah. right? Or I guess I have to. Uh, what if? All right. What if it's like like an acoustic sentence? Like you gave me your red pencil. Du hast, du gabst mir deinen roten Stift. Roten, yeah, because yeah. it's acoustic, right? Yeah. So then changed, right? The descriptive yeah. word changed. Plus, if you have an kind of an undefined, do you call it undefined article? Like ein roter Stift. Right. That's the next thing. That's yeah, definitive, exactly, and then yeah. indefinitive, right? So. There's just a million rules like that for every every step that you get to. So, but speaking of that, I'm uh, applying to new German courses. <laughs> nice. Which brings me back to my original topic. It's the first day of school in Germany. Right. We today. haven't. Yeah. Congratulations to everyone who has a young sibling like yourself who started school today. Welcome kids, to the basically. yeah the next 13 years of your life. Basically, um, gonna be a wild ride. What was your first day? Do you remember, do you remember your first day of like kindergarten or first grade? <sighs> Um, I think we have to 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 do a little definition of kindergarten and elementary later. But um, is it isn't it the similar for us? Like, there's kindergarten that's like for a year, right? Or you guys have it for longer? Mm, it's not a. So you 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 basically can send your kindergarten. That's a good old German word. You <laughs> it is. You guys took there. <laughs> See, we can say it. We're not French. We have to make up like baby school or something like that. <laughs> no, um, as far as I know, you can send your kids to kindergarten from um, the age of three until they have to go to school. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that makes so much sense, actually. I'm, I just remembered that we have a niece who is in kindergarten and she's almost, she's four. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. And in America, yeah. you, you have like daycares, you have... Um, preschool things like yeah. like this but it's not technically kindergarten kindergarten is like your first year of school before your first year of school yeah and in germany as far as i remember and know and talking about my siblings i gotta say i got three siblings and the youngest one my young sister is like we're 17 years younger than me so it's 
been her first day of school today. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. Um, congrats, congratulations on that. I already FaceTimed her. Yeah. Um, and she showed me her, her Schultüte. I guess you've seen those. Yeah, she looks, get... she looks so adorable, man. She's she's so ready, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's so cute with her little horse <laughs> her horse um, outfit and yeah. like, the bag and stuff. Um, now, and this, this the kindergarten thing you mentioned is something kindergartens in Germany do with their kids the year before they go to school. So it kind of takes, it kind of, it's like your kindergarten plus daycare combined. You could say okay, most of them. So there are many different that. models and some who are um, run by by um, by churches or more religious um, right. organizations, etc. Right. And some um, some and, and public, etc. So there are many different models. Basically, you could say if you're you see the American model, imagine being daycare and kindergarten combined, right. and then you go to elementary school for four years. Yeah. I think it's crazy. I, I At this uh, school job that I worked at, I remember often, you know, like after school, there's like the Hort, which is like the mm -hmm. after school program that we, we organize these things for the kids to do. And, you know, they just wait till their parents pick them up or whatever. And I, I always found it weird uh, that a lot of the kindergarten kids would end up staying uh, pretty late. You know, I, I remember, I, th I think it seems kind of normal to get out of kindergarten around like 12 or one. Or something like that. No. But some of these kids were there until almost four. And I think, man, you got there at eight. Like, you're five or six years old. Or four or five, maybe. And you, um, you know, haven't been home since since like early, early in the morning. It must feel so crazy mm -hmm. for that age. But that's what, what my, my, my... As far as I remember, since she was four-something, my sister did the same... Kind of thing because uh, your it, older it, sister, it, the middle sister. No, both of them, and I guess myself as well. I've been to kindergarten until late afternoon because both of my parents were working. Yeah, I mean, it makes That's sense. A thing. It makes sense for sure. Not, not everyone has the luxury of having like one one parent at home all yeah. the time. Yeah, that's really. I mean, it at makes least sense. a whole nother debate about um, uh, gender equality and having a, a fair job market to. Be um, be available to, to for be them. available and having having a job market that does fit your your um, lifestyle your, your lifestyle needs. and your 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 needs your yeah. families etc. It's not Germany and I guess <laughs> America um, also not are not pretty children or family friendly right. economies. Well, I mean, at least I mean in that regard, I guess they're similar. But I think in general. Germany still offers things that America doesn't, which I know that um, there's like Kindergeld, mm -hmm. like kid money, basically. Or like, and then there's also like something really interesting that I don't think they have in most states, if at all, which is like paternity leave, like leave for the father when there's like a new child. Yeah, some jobs have this where they the right. Yeah, yeah. Um, where the father can take off, um, you know, X amount of time from his job to to raise like this newborn, and the mom. I mean, the crazy thing, like, despite all the things that maybe are similar to America, I think the craziest thing to me that makes the most sense. That's so crazy that America doesn't do this. Um, is is you can send both parents home. That of course is a huge deal, but also that just the mother in general can be off work for a year, no, or more. Right? It's like eighteen months or something. Mm. Or twelve, at least. I'm not sure about that. 
in um, in detail because certain jobs having like a like if they have like um, what do you call it um, a, like a binding contract yeah like where they can't be fired they can on, like they can only quit the job yeah I forgot what that's called in other jobs um, like the, the, because I cannot tell it because my mom and because I've seen it with my with my uh, little siblings um, has had more time than I guess many many women because. She's a, oh, how do you call it, Beamter. She works for the state. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and so you kind of have a. I'm not, Mom. I know this is not the 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 the, the correct way of saying it, but you kind of have a job guarantee. She is judging if you me so if, hard. <laughs> yeah, she's so just, she's crossing her arms <laughs> and she's shaking her head. My little Mo doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry, Miss. No, but that, but that's a, that's a whole nother topic. I th- I guess if we. Um, we would need uh, someone who, an expert, or at least someone who has lived through this in either the States or um, Germany with uh, little kids. You know, maybe in a, in a couple of years we can ask Miko. Or, know, your, or no. yourself. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, who knows? You know? Who knows? Whatever. Um, but... Um, but what yeah, I want to get back to? Yeah, but, ah, yeah, the, the kindergarten and right. elementary school thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I remember being at a kindergarten, but I don't remember much about it. I remember, like, it almost felt a bit like a summer camp. It was just a handful of kids. But how old were you? Like five? I must have been five, yeah. Five, yeah. Baby Jordan. Baby Jordan. His little curly, little, like, super blonde little hairs and his blue eyes and... Cute little dimple. I was a cute little kid, man. There's some really <laughs> I totally believe that really cute little photos of that little guy. Um, yeah, I, I I just barely remember kindergarten, but I do remember the very first day of first grade because the thing was we lived in this um, we lived in this house, and I don't remember if my mom is listening to this. She's gonna roll her eyes because she has talked about this house so many times, but. It's a house that we lived in. My little Jordan doesn't listen. He doesn't listen, man. She's crossing her arms, shaking her head. I'm sorry, mama. That's karma, Jordan. That's karma. Karma, marma. <laughs> karma, mama. And uh, yeah, we lived in this house and we were there. My, my brother's four years older than me. So we were there until I was was to start first grade. I went to kindergarten there. We lived in this house. I remember it was blue. And I remember that we watched The Mask. For the first time. Remember the the Jim Carrey movie? Uh, yeah, sure. We watched it in that house. I remember when he puts on the mask for the first time in his apartment and he turns into a tornado um, and everything's like knocking off the walls that I got scared and jumped behind my dad who was laying on the sofa. Ah, uh, yeah. That's a very vivid memory. <laughs> um, but I don't remember much else about that. But the reason I remember first grade so much is because that year we moved from this little house somewhere, I don't know, half an hour or whatever from, from my other house to the new place, but it was in a different County. So I had to go to school uh, at a whole new place. I didn't have, I didn't know any of the people, no friends, you know, didn't know the, the lay of the land, new house, yeah. even like new home. I didn't even feel home and everything was really scary and, and new and stuff. But the funny story is the first day that I went to school, I sat down at this table. I forgot who my first grade teacher was. But do you have um, because I talked about the 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 Schultüte for all our non-German listeners who who um do not 
notice this is a kind of German tradition that first graders who have their very first day of school um, get like a I would I call it kind of a it looks like a big ice cream cone. Um, oh oh, it looks like a bouquet, like a like a yeah, yeah. something like that. And okay. it's but it, the shape of a, of a cylinder somehow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's filled with candy, etc., and little things oh, like sweet. rubbers, uh, what kids could need for school. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, did they... you have any kind of, of of or do you have any kind of rituals about going to school the first day or something? Um, for kindergarten, I, I don't remember, but for first grade, so, I, I mean, know, this I is like know. something everybody in Germany does. So I mean, like, oh, okay, no, no, no. Then I would say no. It depends on the school. It depends okay. on the money you have and what the teacher can do. Because a lot of things like that, the teacher would probably pay out yeah. of pocket. You know, so maybe she gave us like a, a chocolate, you know, or like a, a, I don't know some candy, like yeah. from a bag that she bought yeah. or whatever. But. Um, there's definitely no like big ritual. I mean, maybe some schools, I don't know how some of my friends might've had it at their school, but the the parents do it by the way. Oh, the parents do. Oh, then no, 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 no. I mean, my parents were really cool about it. They were really supportive about me changing schools. They were really like, they were really careful with me because I was always such a sensitive kid and stuff. But I went to the first day of school and I sat down at this table and I sat across from this, uh, little redheaded kid with glasses. Mm -hmm. His name was Caleb Knoll. You told me about Caleb. And I remember I sat across from him and I didn't know him and I was really nervous. And we said hi. And then I said uh, something along the lines of, uh, do you want to see my knee? I have a big scab. And then he was like, yeah. <laughs> I lifted up my knee and showed him this big, like bloody scab. I think I had fell down somewhere and had this scab on my knee. And he was like, oh, cool. And then we were friends <laughs> and, and I knew him and was pretty cool with him all the way through senior year. He, um, we ended up being like kind of into different things. He ended up, you know, really being a smart, smart kid and was into like, I think architecture or engineering or something. He went to a really nice school after that, uh, in Mississippi. I think he went to, um, maybe Ole Miss or MSU or something, uh, for engineering. I'm not really sure what he went into. I could just ask him. He's on Facebook, but, um, yeah, Caleb Null, if you're listening, buddy, nice to, nice to see you. <laughs> Hope you're doing well. Do you want some ice for your drink, by the way? Uh, this one's, I think I'm all right with this. Okay. Um, but, um, I wanted to talk to you about this because we, um, I just, it just came to my mind because my little sister had her first day of school, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, and then I wondered, okay, um, for someone from Europe like me, what do you get about schools in America? My knowledge about schools in America is basically trashy high school movies, whatever. Yeah. And um, colleges, etc., through sports. High School Musical is a documentary. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched one of those, but Don't. I've seen many, many, Don't. many other movies that have this kind of very cliche high oh, yeah. school setting. Yeah, 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 but yeah. I do. Do you know the 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 movie Mecca Devon Go to High School? No. You notice one song from um, Snoop Dogg, Wiz Khalifa, and Bruno Mars. So out we get drunk. I'm I'm sure I've heard it, but I don't know it by heart. Living young and the wild and free. You've heard this one. Keep, keep going. It's from this movie, <laughs> and basically, it's a high school movie. But Snoop Dogg, and he looks like Snoop Dogg mid forties. So the same is way he pu- did it is in his twenties and his seventies is is a pupil. Oh. he's the guy who. Who has fa- failed classes for like fifteen years and is still there? That's so stupid. And the and 
it's That's super so stupid, stupid, but it's kind of kind of pretty entertaining. And I then mean, there's Snoodbugs in it, I'm down. And then there. there's Wiz Khalifa, and he's the good guy. Wait, when did this come out? <laughs> like, oh, wait, wait, Snoopy's in the 40s, so it must have been like early 2000s or 90s, right? No, 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 I, 90s. I, I he know. wasn't. I guess in his around 40s. 2010, 2009, 2011. Something Mac like and Devin go, go to, to high, high school? school. I don't know that. I'm sure. I'm sure my friend Cody knows it's, that one. It's super trashy, but I um, it's super um, it's a stoner movie. Yeah. Obviously. It sounds like the premise for How High. Remember that movie? Yeah, for sure. It reminds me of that premise a little bit, like super stonery, like <laughs> slacking in school, whatever. No, but to get back to my point. Right. So my knowledge about American schools is this kind of image you get from from movies and shows, etc. Mm-hmm. Plus um the things I know because I'm a I'm a I'm a big basketball fan about sports programs and colleges, etc. Right. But let's start with elementary schools because I know nothing about that in the States. Are there, because you also have this this other thing with many private schools and only a few public I guess I don't I don't get through this mess of which school is what and why and right. do you have to pay for it? <coughs> yeah. Uh, That's a good cetera, question. <laughs> so let's start with, with elementary schools. What was the model you've been to? I mean, honestly, in my I can only speak from my own experience, but my school was very similar to um excuse me. My, it was very similar to high school. You know, you basically, you, you go in, you have like the, you know, 8 a.m. to 3 o'clock day. Um, I think I might be wrong. And if any friend from my high school is listening, please write me in and let me know if I, I, I can correct it on the next episode. But I think we just had one teacher, but we had, you know, I don't know, five or six lessons. And we had, you know, maybe two recesses and a lunch um, we had like a library time and what you doing there? I'm just, um, <laughs> finding a more comfortable looks microphone like, position. Looks like sorry. you're wrestling it. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I was just worried for a second. Um, no, but I think it was like a pretty similar system to high school. Just like, okay. except instead of changing classrooms to different teachers for each lesson, you just had one person and I think in one room. But... For how many in one room? How many years you go to, to elementary school? So okay, yeah. So the system uh, at our school was like from year one until year five okay. is elementary, and then six, seven, eight is middle school. Very formative years there. Uh, and then what years? Very formative years. Okay, like uh, transitioning your yeah, body's yeah. changing, whatever. And then nine through twelve is high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and it's been a public school or a private school mine was public school yeah i mean okay. in mississippi i think you're kind of hard pressed to find a p- private school i'm not okay. sure if there even were any but i'm sure there were somewhere more towards the south like towards jackson maybe like the the capital i think yeah private we schools are married in the fever i wonder if that was jackson mississippi or if that was jackson tennessee i, I don't know i'm not sure okay doesn't matter so, okay, because I, I wonder about that, because Germany is like four years, and it's kind of the, the same thing. You only have like two or three different teachers. You have one who's also in a, in a um, dang, I miss words tonight. Um, do you okay. call it a pedagogish? That's like, the, that's like the education of childhood. That's like childhood education is pedagogy, I think, right? But you call it pedag. It's like pedagogical. Pedagogical. Studies. I, I just yeah, wonder yeah. if if you, if you if you call it like that. Yeah, that's the same so word. Yeah. Th- um. So this one teacher has most of the of of the lessons, 
Plus has the pedagogical. Yeah, that's a hard um, word, though. It is um, responsibility for this class. Right. Plus, they have two or three other teachers for like I don't know sports, arts, and um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, religious education, which is a thing, by the way. And I guess it's we didn't have well, the thing is in, in America we didn't have uh, religion. We didn't have religion classes. Or like the, the theology classes or anything like that. But it, honestly, we didn't even need it because, well, it would have been nice actually to learn about other religions. It might have helped me open my mind up a bit earlier. No, but that's not the, okay. I got to But you're, yeah, because the, theology in Germany is just only about Catholicism, right? Nah, it's, um, you could, in, in Bavaria, um, you could. I Catholicism, guess, sorry, you, not you Catholicism. Could, you, you couldn't really choose as a child. You could choose later in high school. But there were like, okay, there's um, Catholic education, which, by the way, which I find crazy to this day, is yeah. um, the state has has no influence on it. The Catholic Church does the whole program, has influence on teachers, et cetera, et cetera. That's super special in Germany yeah. because because education in general is a thing of, of the state and the... Um, except of uh, ca- Catholic... Um, education classes. Right. So, so you had Catholic education classes. Um, then you ca- they call it evangelic, evangelisch in Germany, like um, Protestant. Protestant? Oh yeah, yeah, Protestant. Protestant. Energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, or it's named ethic, ethics. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ethics. That's for right, right. and that's basically right. ethics. And religion, I think it could right. be cooler than it is. But in elementary school, that's just where they put all the kids who are um, either not religious or at all or Muslim kids, Jewish kids, whatever. Oh, wild. Okay. Just any kids that don't belong to either Catholic or Protestant right. um, churches. Seems almost segregational in a way. It is, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. I mean, the Catholic Church is quite almighty in Europe, I'd say. It has... Qu- quite the gra- the grasp on the yeah. system. Um, but we didn't have that kind of class in, in my school. It was just yeah. like, I mean, the thing was that region is so religious anyway. Yeah. Like you didn't live there if you weren't super religious anyway. You know, we were Baptist and that was the common thing. Baptist, Methodist, and like, what's the other P one? It's not Protestant, but it's um, Pentecostal. That was another big one. What's Baptist again? Baptist was mine. That's basically um, this, like it's it's the religion that you know Jesus Christ was the, um, you know the Son of God and yeah. di- died on the cross for our sins. Yeah. You know, like most of them. Yeah. And and then basically, um, but that, does that have anything to do with um, how do you call it in English? The the Baptist, like the we were baptized. No, 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 no. The 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 the, the biblical guy. The John the Baptist. John the Baptist. I wasn't sure. They called Johannes in German. You know, Johannes der Teufel. That does actually make a lot of sense that it, it would be based on the studies of John the Baptist uh, or the writings of John the Baptist. But I don't know. I mean, okay. that, that, honestly, it's hard to describe what Baptist is because it, for me, it seems like kind of the ground level basic religion of Jesus Christ <laughs> because it's literally like, just the, like the Christian, Chris, Christianity, Chris. Christianity for dummies, kind like of Christianity, a uh, basic, basic, basic package. Yeah, you could also yeah. order Christianity plus Christianity. It's like, and it, then after that, the highest thing is Christianity, um, Catholic, Catholic, 
Catholic Boy. Oh, take, take, take a breath. Take Catholic a breath. package. You're all red. Take a breath. <laughs> no, <I'm laughs> but yeah, it's kind of like if you start your free trial today, you get Baptist for a week. After that, charge t- <laughs> 10 euros a month and you're Catholic. It's <laughs> <laughs> something like that. We'll be totally fair. It would I mean, it's 2020. Dude. Looking into you, Pope Francis. <laughs> get on the apps, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, it's basically like, you know, we studied, uh, you know, we studied the Bible yeah. and you believe in Jesus Christ and, and, the, and, and God and the Holy Spirit. And, and but it's, when, it's completely separated from schools. But you have these kind of well, things like more like popular, like a Sunday class, et cetera, like having lessons as kids in, yeah, that was also in your heavy. community, in the churches. Right. So Sunday morning was like the entire town. Sunday evenings was a smaller fraction of that. People who like really either believed or really had to, or, or really <laughs> wanted to like look good, you know, and then we had to come to. Oh, damn. Um, you know, and then Wednesday nights were the, like the youth pastor evenings. That was okay. just the, just like the teens, you know. Okay. But nothing in school. Lucky no, you, nothing connected you, to you that had school. that. <laughs> but, but, you know, uh, American schools, especially in the South, are very religious and they're very patriotic. So, you know, every day before school, we had to say the Pledge of Allegiance in the, in the homeroom, like the first lesson. Okay. You know, like put your hand over your heart, look at the flag whoa, 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 in the room. Whoa, 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 whoa. And say, like, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, for liberty and justice for all. No! Dude, I haven't said that. They still make... It's not that, like... I'm not as shocked as I might sound because it couldn't shock me because the the southern states. Yeah. But they still make kids do this? I'm sure they do, yeah. Damn. It's wild, man. Yeah, and the thing is, too, I mean, there's so many great... I actually got pretty lucky that my parents were Baptist because I like the Baptist version or the Baptist chapter no. of Christianity. And I think it's like of all the, of all the different departments of Christianity, it's, it's a definitely like an easily digestible, like wholesome, reliable community based no. type of religion. I mean, I don't like big churches in general. I think no. that whole concept is very like money hungry and it's very manipulative and stuff. But I think as a religion itself, as ter- in terms of like what you're studying, I think it's totally cool. Um, and I found comfort in that for a long time, but I really didn't like, um, what was I going to say? I didn't like the, just the, just the big, the big church mentality of the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. But are you still part of it officially? Well, that's the that's the big difference too, because in Germany you have to like be part of the church, and like, yeah, you know, America you can like, just say, "Okay, I'm Baptist." Yeah, and I mean, in America you can just be like, one day I'm Baptist, next day I'm Methodist, next day I'm Pentecostal, okay, okay, okay. you know, or whatever. But you, but it's like, like with the with the with the the term journalist in Germany, because it's not a the actual name of a job like many others. Is it not? No. What? Like what? But that's a whole other story. Wait, hold we, on, hold on. Someone who works for, anyone like, in in front of the law, anyone could call himself journalist. That's the thing. If even if he's just like a, a construction worker, yeah, and he never wrote anything, yeah. But I guess, but couldn't anyone just say like I'm a farmer and never touch dirt? Um, yeah, not in Germany. <laughs> yeah, but but you, it would make a difference. And how they treat you if there's a case, legal case for anything. Oh. Because like if you are an architect and messed things up or whatever, it makes a difference if you are an architect, whether you pretend to be one, etc. It's illegal to pretend to 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 fake a 
kind of a, a job, etc. For many, many things. Okay. But if there would be a case, you're a construction worker and you've just done one video once and you talked anything or did a little comment on it, which is to hear on your shitty cell phone right. um, footage, you could call yourself journal- journalist. That has something okay. to do with Nazis and how um, the 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 allies the and mostly the americans in southern and, and western germany um set up a new media system a whole new they, they because they had to teach the whole population a no, whole new understanding of media because people were just used to propaganda for long time for a long time yeah but that's i think an interesting topic and maybe you can um just make a note down. there because yeah. i i would do some more detailed research because um I think we could have an interesting um, chat about this, sure, but I guess at another at another point. Um, Let's just see how it goes later. Yeah, but but with the with the religion in school, like you know, in America, you can say like yeah. for example, there was you know most Sundays I went to my church, which was yeah. Baptist, and then there was another uh, friend of mine who was Methodist. I went to his church once or twice. Uh, the only difference, literally, being that instead of dipping you underwater, they yeah. sprinkle you with water. As the same, similar to Catholicism. Yeah. But the difference is that I couldn't just say that I'm Jewish, Muslim, yeah. Yeah, Mormon, yeah. Yeah. or Catholic. Those are like big institutions that yeah. you have to like indict yourself into or get indicted. Exactly. Into. That's the point. That if you're um, and if you are an adult and you're part of religion. And it says right. in your ID, you have to pay taxes for that. See now that for me, I don't. And those I, I, go that's, to that's distasteful. I think to combine church and state so heavily. No, no. It, it, ooh, oh, um, your mic stand is It's um, more like a, it also has an historic background. A deal with between the state and the church because the taxes go directly to the churches, so the state doesn't get it. But isn't that by definition a, a heavy combination of church and state if they have a contract together? I'm not sure if it's a contract. Because like, why would your driver's license have to say you're Catholic? Let me let me check on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, it is a thing, and many people um, because if you want to be not a, if you want to be a part of that no longer, right? You officially have to <laughs> have to like sign a thing and like yeah. pay money maybe or no 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 just but. Um, to you have to like publicly like leave the church exactly right if you don't want to get married in the church or something but yeah but that's the next thing if okay. you did that you kind of you can in some churches nowadays but with catholic ch- churches um you're not allowed to to get married in in a, in a catholic church if you're not paying the taxes if, if you're not part of their of their community anymore if you officially left, and you could also not be talk about turning the other cheek. Your huh? your your body is also not allowed to lay on a Catholic graveyard. Oh, they can't be buried in a Catholic graveyard. Yeah, and that is a thing mm. because most graveyards have a kind of they're pretty Catholic um, around here. Yeah, <laughs> especially in in little towns like like Ostorf, etc. Oh yeah. I wonder where a uh, non-Catholic person in a small German town even gets buried, or if he has like limited options if he has to like uh, get cremated. Or I think I just want to be dumped in the ocean. You ever seen those time lapses of when a whale dies yeah. and falls to the bottom, and then they have like billions of types of life come and eat him down to the dust? That'd be kind of nice, yeah. you know. I got the. Fish, a, I know? got the. <laughs> I got something about the church tax. Okay. 
Church tax, a tax imposed on members of some religious congregations in Austria, Denmark, Finland, Germany, Iceland, Italy, Sweden, some parts of Switzerland and several other countries. A church tax is a tax imposed by the state on members of some religious blah, blah, blah. Um, in Spain and Portugal, paying a church tax is tax optional. Why is it a tax then? Other thing. The constitution of a number yeah. of countries such as the United States could be and have been interpreted as both supporting and prohibiting the lev- levying Le- like levying 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 what oh and prohibiting the levying levying of, ta- of taxes unto churches prohibiting church tax could separate church and state fiscally but it could also be favorable treatment by the government it is it ah oh that's about india never mind okay that we were talking about europe but you kind of got it when yeah. i got it for germany here i guess about um about in germany about 70 per- Percent of church re- revenues come from church tax, also called worship tax. Worship tax. That when, sounds like such an oxymoron. When, when referring to non-Christian religious bodies such as Jewish synagogues, this is about about nine point two billion Ooh. numbers from two thousand ten. Oh Article one hundred and thirty-seven of the Weimar Constitution of nineteen nineteen and artic- Article one hundred forty mm-hmm. of the German Basic Law of nineteen forty-nine form the legal basis for this practice. In Germany, on the basis of tax regulations passed by the religious communities and within the limits set by state laws, yeah. communities may either require the taxation authorities of the state to collect the fees from the members on the basis of income tax assessment. Then the authorities withhold the collection fee or choose to collect church tax themselves. There's nothing basic about that law. <laughs> There's nothing <laughs> oof, basic oof, about that. Oof. So it's kind oh of... Oh my God, okay. All kind right. of the, the, the constitution says, okay, um, in some cases we as a state have to kind of collect this tax for the church. Yeah, okay. Something like... Did you get it? It's I mean, a super got, weird thing. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty complicated, but more or less, yeah, it's just, it's a very mm. entwined system and there's a lot of money and Basically, in our <laughs> discussion here, it's just for Germans, sometimes an argument um, to either leave the the the, the Catholic Church or right, not. Or not, exactly. Because yeah. um, this also might sound weird, but it, it is a fact that many people, I don't know, like me in their 20s or whatever, realize, okay, I don't go to church um, that often. I'm not sure if I really believe in this now that I've grown up and 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 built my my own um, points of view, yeah, etc. your own set of beliefs, exactly. Set of beliefs, yeah. yes. Um, and I also want to pay this, and I do not want to pay taxes for something that I that don't really commit not, to. Right, that you're not practicing on your own exactly. daily out of your own intuition. And, and then this tax yeah. is for many people an extra factor to to leave it because mm-hmm. they say, okay, I'm not going there. I'm not sure if I really believe in this. Why should I pay for it? Right, right. In our church growing up, uh, we didn't, of course, there's no uh, church tax like this. You're not, you yeah. don't have to leave the church like um, formally, but they have this thing. Oh man, what's it called? Um taking um oh man this word is such a nice specific word for taking money so what they do is they say um i don't know like they sing some songs and stuff before the main um 
before the preacher gives up and gives his main sermon. Yeah. Uh, tithing. Oh, I think it's tithing. It's a really nice word. It's you, a nice yeah, word. Yeah, you but... tithe. You tithe, which means to give money to the church. So what they do is they pass around these um, like plates kind of. Yeah. Oh, it's like a perfect word. Like the, the something plates, like the the giving plates or the tithing plates or something. Yeah. Basically, they're just like, we had like these, like sort of like pasta bowls like where they have the flat rim and the little yeah. dip and it was made of wood and the dip had like a yeah. red sewn cloth and they passed it around all the rows from the front all the way to the back and you, you're what you're supposed to do. It's community pressure, isn't it? It's community pressure, absolutely. And a lot of people believe that sometimes the more they give, the more like forgiven they are by God, which I think is kind of twisted because it shouldn't be about money We've at had all. that in Germany. <laughs> yeah, man, exactly. Or in Europe, but... Uh, You're supposed to give like an absurd amount of your paycheck. I think it's something like between seven and ten percent. Dude, in Europe, people once believed, okay, if I pay this amount of money, um, nothing can happen to me. I'm going straightly uh, straight to, to heaven. Te- straight to heaven. Yeah, I can be a total dickhead for the rest of my life, but I paid. There was a but time. But you pay the it. money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I think that's the, the funny thing. I totally get what you do, but in Germany, they already get the taxes plus they also tithe. Right. Oh, they do both. They do both. Well, that's really messed up. I mean, that's why the Catholic Church is like Dude, worth you don't. B- 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 billions of dollars. Dude, these guys, especially in Bavaria, the Catholic Church owns so ridiculously much Dude, they property. Own, they own real estate out the wazoo. Real estate. And it's, you know, it's real gold and it's silver and it's like the most famous paintings you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. And, you know, it makes for great tourism in Italy. But it doesn't really change. Like, I don't understand the Catholic mindset of like the the more beautiful and fancy the place is, the closer you are to God. I mean, isn't that going against the whole golden calf rule of don't worship false gods? That's in the that's in the commandments. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 so you yeah. enter you enter a Catholic church, and it, because it's so beautiful and tall and like overwhelmingly gorgeous and 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 f- like like burning your like bleaching yeah. your eyes with beauty. You feel kind of closer to the presence of God and also this overwhelming guilt and the way that the sermon is given and the way that you're trying to tithe your money and everything. You feel sort of connected, like I'm doing good, I'm giving good, I'm, I'm like releasing my sins and I'm, I'm being forgiven and stuff. But I almost feel like because the buildings are in are such a glorious presentation, it's kind of similar to like worshiping a, a golden calf. Dude, you know? but um, you, you get to think about it from an... It doesn't make it better, but it makes more sense when you think about a uh, historical um, context. Okay. You got to remember that the Catholic Church has been a huge power politically. Of course. Of course. You mean like they sent It's enormous. thousands of knives and whole armies to Northern Africa, more concretely, Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. They had their own like um, whole whole army. They they were a real power, and by this the system was or and still is um, driven by such political um, influences and choices right. they have to do, and really weird, um, um, like really weird structures of um, and connections of people and right. how they're um, and the whole thing about positions 
and who is who and why, what right. is the Pope, the Cardinals, whatever. Right. This whole thing, they used to, they, there was a time when there were like at least three different Popes. And each one said, yeah, like I'm the Pope. I was like, no, no, I'm the Pope. Or they just like flip a quarter died, over it? There died so many people for, for wars driven by the Catholic Church yeah. and its beliefs. Of course. Of course, it's and it's like insane. I said, they they, they 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 were the guys that told people. I, I only know the German term for it, like like Ablassbriefe, like a kind of a piece of paper you get for a certain amount of money. Mm -hmm. um, that makes you that is kind of the 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 wild card to heaven, right? Like, okay, do whatever you want with the rest of your life, yeah. and this. Totally doesn't match the whole idea of you got to be a a good guy to be rewarded like this idea. I think it mismatches that, of course. And I think personally, within within the construct of the majority of Western religions, lies lies an issue li lies like a contradiction that I yeah. that I can't get past, which is that most of them seem to lean in certain directions that don't quite match up with the book that they're trying to yeah, teach yeah, from. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. You know, and this seems very clear to a lot of people, but like, if you really think about it, what religion, I mean, a lot of religions do this, but why would any religion push, you know, since the dawn of, of men's, you know, like awareness and the, the dawn yeah. of technology and, 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 you know, like the dawn of man. No. Why would any religion teach that killing someone for your religion is the right thing? Yeah. Okay, so for me, any religion that's killed people for their religion is out the window. Yeah. You don't kill your fellow man. And then another part of it is, you know, it's very easy for these Western religions to um, get quite greedy. Yeah. You know, they believe, maybe even some of them genuinely believe that taking this money um, to build larger buildings and to, you know, to give these, you know, mega church pastors, like, like what's his name, Joel... Um, uh Joel something something Steen. Not 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 Epstein, but something Steen. Um you know these 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 mega church pastors who 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 are like so obviously manipulating the undereducated, the impoverished, and the disabled to take in these millions to give themselves, you know, these uh multi-million dollar jets, three or four mansions all across the states, you know, on yeah. the Bahamas, whatever. It's very easy for them to mislead people and to abuse them for money. So for me, any religion that has ever killed for their beliefs is out the window. And any religion that has abused, like obviously and abundantly abused money in the sake of God's name yeah. is out the window for me. So that unfortunately so, is the majority how, how of How many Western... religions could you think of that that leaves Well, you? Well, then you have to think about like... Except of Pastafari. And they... <laughs> Pastafari <laughs> I mean, Pastafarianism is a pretty funny. You've you've read about it. Uh, there was a whole thing in in high school, like an e bombs world or whatever, was like bursting out about whatever Pastafarianism really is. I don't know the details. I mean, I remember seeing the they picture. believe that one day a big pasta monster, like a meatball or whatever, will eat the world, the whole world. <laughs> right. Um, no, because there's been a case. Um, I mean, are they killing people for that it? That a woman went to law because she wanted to be allowed to wear a what do you call it? 
um, a pasta, like a hijab or something. No, no, a pasta. Or... Um, not hat. Not the not the, the 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 pot, but the 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 thing you let the, the meat pasta. the meatball or no 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 the, the drainer. Is it a drainer? Like a say it in German. See, yeah, a, a filter. A filter. Yeah, call it filter. Yeah, like a, the thing you strain the yeah, water from. Like like yeah. a pastor pastor filter. Yeah, yeah. On her head, like um, Jews wear a, a kippah or something. Or okay, okay. <laughs> That's great. No, but like she should have the freedom to do that. Who cares? But um, to get back to your point, if those two kind of right, if that throws it out for me, then what's left? What's right? left? Um, but, well, I can't. I mean, I, the thing is. I'm not educated enough in Eastern religions to even make that kind of statement because I, I, I mean, obviously, the Muslim religion has also been in, as an as you know incriminating in certain in certain parts. You know, there's there's obviously two different beliefs within the Muslim community, and or two different doctrines. And I don't have enough of an education to either of those to make any kind of statement or any sort of declaration. Obviously, all I know is one is better than the other, and the one that believes in peace, I don't know too much about you know, what kind of history they may have had with like, you know, abusing money or with killing people. No. There's like the Sunnis and the Shiites, right? I'm not, I can't tell you which one is the good one, which one is the ba the bad one, but, uh, so I'm, I'm going to leave that one out of the equation because I yeah, would say that's I also, also I don't want to want to label that here, but. No, I don't know it. I don't it, know it. But it, that doesn't matter that but much But then there's also, you know, like Hinduism and, and Buddha, you know? So for these two, I, I still you know, I, the teachings of Buddha always, from what I read and from what I see online, always seem very peaceful. I can't see too many wrong things with Buddhism. Yeah, I'm also not sure about about Buddhism, uh, about Hinduism. There, I could are be wrong. A lot of things. I could be wrong about yeah. Hinduism. I, I would directly just a, like just the fact that they kind of put people in different categories. And oh, see, then, then maybe are better than the other one, etc. Um, see, I didn't even is, know that. For that, it's out of the window for me. And I'm, I don't know. The thing is, I just don't much know about that Buddhism. much. Yeah, I just don't know that much about it. I also don't know that much about about Hinduism. But for me, in general, and um, in my head, it still falls into this category of religions that I have somehow. Um, of an of an issue with, I have a pro problem with. Okay, it fits that category for me. But why does Buddhism have a? Pro do you have a problem? What's your problem with Buddhism? No, like I don't have a. No, no, I, I meant Hindu, Hinduism. Oh, okay. I, that, okay, Hinduism falls into the other categories. Yeah, of, exactly. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't know the. Um, Sorry, it's all good. I don't know the uh, the details of it. I mean, we'd have to like look up what it what it really is. But um, yeah, for me, like. You know, maybe in, in my head, like any sort of structured, like majorly structured religion that is founded in one person knowing everything is yeah. kind of maybe the greater issue in general. Um, I like the Bible, and I think the Bible has a lot of uh, stories of morality and humanity that should be respected and followed. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say that every single word is exactly what happened, just like a history book would tell you about what the details of World War One were. Yeah, World War One were, but you know, there's a lot of things you can take from it as someone who's interested in morality and society and you know philosophy and and humanity. In a yeah. way, there's a lot of things you can take from that, and I think honestly, you know. 
I wouldn't say that anybody necessarily needs a structured religion that they have to pay money to that affects their government, that convinces them to kill other people. Yeah. They, They don't need that if in their heart and at home they can... You know they can take guidance from from the materials that are given by some some of these religions, but they it's more important that they maybe have their own private belief yeah. and practice that belief on their own. Yeah. If someone that I know is going to a major church and they believe that going to that church helps them, I have to tell them it probably doesn't because all you really have to do if you believe in one God that you can talk to directly, yeah, well, you can talk to that God from home. That God, if he loves you endlessly, hopelessly, for the end of time, and will always forgive you for your sins, and if you're saved by that God and you believe in that God, and I'm talking about certain Western religions, obviously, from my own experience. If you have an, uh, like a connection to God in that way, I don't believe that a structured community that can get greedy and can get manipulative has anything to do with that God. And I think you can find your peace with God completely on your own. And a lot of people who travel on their own and go on these large, um, you know, explorative adventures on their own and they find God in the ocean and in the mountains and whatever, I think that's a closer connection to like a peace, like a real peace of mind yeah. than you're going to find from like a sweaty preacher who is asking you for money. Yeah. Um, and I got, I got, I got two points here. One on that. Um, I... I'm totally with you. I feel like that and guy. I, I, and I, I feel like, sorry. I feel like that meme of the guy at the college campus who's like, "You can find religion on your own." Change my mind. <laughs> you know? um, maybe somehow. No. Um, how how people, if they believe in God, might find God, etc. Um, I've just had a conversation with with Tony about things like that mm-hmm. because she's seen this. Um, she told me she she she's watched an an awesome documentary about a woman who had a a near death do you call it near death experience that's right and told in a very dramatic way about really seeing a kind of a light etc and feeling warm um right now that, that no 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 that that was not her impression it was the it was it was the other other cliche it was the cliche ah. i'm standing outside of my body Oh, like it an, was that one. Oh, an outer body experience. Like I'm, I'm, I'm watching myself laying there. The doctors around me. Yeah. Um, this kind of cliche, and but she, but she's so passionate about it. And Tony told me, yeah, it, in this moment when I saw this, like this woman told me this really detailed story, I felt for a moment I could believe her that she's experienced that. Sure. And this got me to the point on how easy it is to believe in things or how to find God. Right. Imagine us having this conversation like 300 years before our time. <laughs> yeah. When aircraft wasn't a thing. Flying was not, nothing mm-hmm. even in people's mind. Right. Except for birds. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, how, much easier, how much easier must it have been to believe that heaven mm-hmm. is actually kind of the place you see up there mm-hmm. in the sky. Sure. Sure. It's super easy. Because I thought about it, we're having kind of, if you listen to like Joe Rogan's podcast, etc. Right. People are having kind of the same um, conversation about aliens now. 
Right. It's the same situation, right. just one step beyond. Right. Because back then, there was no one to bring evidence to you that the heaven isn't a literal place up there in the sky. Right. Because no one could. No one could bring you evidence. Right. And now we're at a point where, we'll, okay, no one has evidence for that it's not possible that there are other forms of life out in this universe. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how much easier it has it must have been for so many people right to re, to to strongly believe um in god they didn't go a few hundred <laughs> um years earlier which is nothing in the, in the in the history of the earth right um and people didn't even know or nearly understand what lightning and thunder would be and where it would come from right right i mean you know you have to think about first everyone thought Definitely, absolutely, that Earth, Earth was the center of the universe. And then everyone definitely knew that the Earth was flat. <laughs> you know, you knew in your heart, you believed it when you went to yeah. bed at night, you knew it. And I just think, you know, and I'm thinking about this, um, it's funny, I literally feel like I'm quoting Tommy Lee Jones from Men in Black, but there's just that, there's this great- There's nothing wrong about- Quoting Tom Lee Jones from Man in Black. No, there's nothing wrong because actually it's, really, it's a perfectly written moment in the scene. But you have to think about, you know, when we went to bed at night, we thought the world was flat. We knew it. We knew it yeah. for a fact, right? Who knows what we're going to know tomorrow? And I think, you know, even 300 years ago, cheers, even 300 years ago, all the religions that we've just talked about were already heavily set into place and into motion yeah. Except for Scientology and Mormonism. Because <laughs> they're yeah. bullshit. And I have to really wonder, um, you know, I, I, honestly, I think the whole question of religion really boils down to, I think it's very easy for people to believe in something after death because every single human is afraid of dying. Yeah. Everyone, including myself and including you, everyone's afraid to die. And everyone would love to believe that there's something better after we die. We like to ignore that we're getting older. We like to make jokes about it. We like to, um, you know, fantasize about, you know, seeing our, seeing our lost loved ones when we get there and sitting on these like nice warm clouds and stuff and whatever heaven may be, you know, some religions view uh, a kind of heaven very differently from Western world. But I think no one really just wants to believe that there's nothing and of course, there's atheism. There are people who believe that there's absolutely nothing. Me, I think as much as people could scoff at this, I, I've, I'm walking kind of a fine line of, you know, there's so many beautiful, indescribably, strangely perfect patterns from the smallest molecule to the greatest yeah. universal, uh, you know, discoveries that, you know, it's this creationism thing isn't so unrealistic for me to believe in. But you know, for there to be for there to be a, a great designer, does not mean for me that there's a guaranteed afterlife. Yeah, you know, and that's that's a little scary for some people yeah. to try and think about. You know, but that brings me back to my to my to my second point, because um, to close the, the story, we we only touch a, a little bit on, um, because you said. I want to get back on that. You said you you like the the Bible, and part of its humanistic ideas, right? Um, to say it in a because to say it in a in a metaphorical way, <laughs> uh, 
Um, in my opinion, the uh-huh. invention of the wheel was great. Great idea. The wheel. Huge success. Great idea. <laughs> the wheel, great idea. Pretty, but pretty in my opinion, idea, also. I'd give him a promotion. <laughs> so, in my opinion, the wheel is a great idea. Right. But that doesn't mean that a Segway is a great idea. Right. And for me, a Segway is. <laughs> a or, really or stupid like, idea. Or like the hoverboard thing. Or the, like the hoverboard. The wheels just roll back yeah. and forth. Or imagine shopping carts. I just always want to be like... Yeah, Did you yeah. notice? <laughs> yeah. This memes with the face of Britney Spears. Oh, The carts right. on the shopping wheel be like... And then there's... There's three... that one off wheel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so and true. it's super wasted Britney Spears. <laughs> um, yeah. No, that's that's that, that's my take on on religion and and, yeah. and my opinion on it. I really like um, some of the ideas, but that doesn't mean at all that I like the way a, a certain group is practicing it. Right, of course. Like I like riding bikes, but I don't like riding segways or e-scooters. That's my thing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, you know, if you do if you do enough research. Uh, even if you do like the most basic levels of research in terms of religion, you do see that there's so many religions all over the world that have an extremely similar story to the Western version of Jesus Christ. You know, they have this like kind of mis- like this, you know, highly praised, highly appreciated, highly idolized, pr- you know, I think I already said praised um, Messiah type person. Yeah. Who existed at a certain time some religions is longer ago most religions is about two or three thousand years ago uh, who accomplished great things who left a bit of a uh you know kind of a big story behind for people to to pass down verbally for generations and generations and generations from someone to write down here and then it got read over there then it got burned there then it got retold again then it got retold again then it got translated here then it got translated again then it got burned there then it got retold again then it got translated again and you know it's just this like ongoing thing of a few million people died yeah like every almost every religion almost every religion has this tale of a person in their world in their language in their interpretation who did a very similar thing to Jesus Christ and I think that kind of says a lot about you know, either there was a Messiah type who maybe was like a grand prophet for the bigger story. And it was just stories told and spread across the globe and interpreted into a million different ways and became their their own version of their own Jesus Christ. And, you know, as, as generations get older and things get passed on and, and reinvented, it becomes like, you know, this is actually the real one and that one's the wrong one. Yeah, I yeah. think it's very few people who think that either maybe this is all the same guy or that maybe that guy <laughs> is just an idea that really feels good. Yeah. You know, a lot of people used to think that like um, that. Sorry. But I think a lot of people used to think that the sun was God. Yeah. And the night was the time for the devil. (laughs) And that wasn't in the story of humanity. That wasn't too long ago. Yeah. That was just a, you know, that was honestly, that was honestly just a handful of thousand years ago. Yeah. People like, but you know, I mean, I don't know how it is in, in, in China with, with, with certain religions, how long ago that was, but like back, 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 back. And like, you know, pre-wheel or post-wheel. I don't know about those dates. That's too long ago for me to know. But there was a time when people thought the sun was God. Yeah. Because it, listen, it, it, it warmed their skin. It yeah. grew their crops. It gave them food. When the, when the summertime came, yeah, the, yeah, ma- yeah, the, yeah, the, sure. the snow and the mountains melted, it gave them water. 
Yeah, yeah, sure. You know? And then when the dark came and the cold came, they probably repented of their sins. They thought the dark time was the time for the devil. They thought the time was a scary, repentive time. Yeah. You know, they were thankful for the days they were alive, and they were praying in those moments that they thought they would die. And I don't believe that's so different from today. It's just that people are making a lot more money from it. Exactly. And you could also transfer that back to my example of the wheel. There was a time yes. when people thought those ridiculous bikes where the front wheel was like three meters high <laughs> yeah. were the best way. The back wheel could fit in your hand. <laughs> yeah, would be the, 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 the like an, in, in Wes Anderson movies. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, those were the best ways. Like modes of transportation. Of motion, mm-hmm. like of transport. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah. and there has been so many reproductions, like just of the, of, like of just like Christian stories. Let's call them stories, yeah, stories right. from the Bible. Right. So many reproductions. Then there were things like, like re- real bicycles, and then they were skateboards and whatever. And now there right. are e-scooters and hoverboards. And from each one of those innovations came a whole culture. Yeah. There's like such a bicycle culture, like these like German guys with the helmets yeah. and the speed clothing. And then there's like the skateboard culture, like the California, you know, the, the dog boys of Z-Town yeah. sort of shit, you know? And the whole thing about motor, motorbikes and, the and whole gangs. Motor, motorcycle gangs and... Boom! Every single interpretation of the wheel has created its own culture and that's a very good yeah, representation. And, and you have the same, kind of, the same kind of development with people making money out of it. Like kind of think Absolutely. of... Of like Germany, the base until now it changed a little bit now because of Big Runa, and um, it was ruined. And <laughs> but the the biggest part of Germany's um, economy makes car industry. Yeah, the automobile industry. Yeah, that's right. Which only works because of wheels. So that's like right. also people making more money out of it. Yeah, of course, of course. I think that's a really good point. And on this point, I have to pee. Yes, but um, before you go... Yes. Um, to close this whole <laughs> take about... Unintended unintended take about religion. Yeah. Um, to give you guys... This was a good spin, though. I like this. <laughs> I like where this went. A little tip. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you watched the amazing um, show The Young Pope? Featuring With uh, Jude Law? The ridiculous fucking hot Jude Law. Is he he's, super hot? He's like the the, the I got I got to show you the 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 trailer, the season trailer for okay. season 2 after you you took your Yeah, show, show me before we come back. I want to see it's with John Malkovich as well, right? Um I think, but I've okay, only okay. seen the first season, but it's okay. it's great. Okay. HBO okay. series, go watch it. Yeah, show me. Show me when I come back from Ping, we'll talk about it. <laughs> you really have to. Okay, yes, sir. So we are back. All right. Yeah. So I went for a little little tinkle break, and you showed me the uh, trailer for uh, the new pope. The new pope. So the first season was called the Young Pope with Jude Law, and this is the the new pope. The second season, and, and it's I was quite the wrong trailer. about how hot Jude Law is. It's quite sensual. It's pretty impressive, man. It's crazy too. I think he must be. Uh, you know what? I'm going to Google how old Jude Law is because I would guess. How, how, yeah. Do you, how old do you want to guess? Do you want to play a game before you Google? What do you say? Your call. Um, I'm going to say Jude Law is 48. Who's next to it, um, gets a bottle of wine from the, uh, from the, from the other for the next episode. Okay. Okay. So, so what, wait, what do you one, say? I'd say 48. Ah, damn. 
I say, oh, 46. He is. 47. <laughs> He's right between us. That's, that's, it's too hard. But that's easy. Each one brings one bottle. Each one brings a bottle, yeah. 47, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he looks amazing for that. I mean, he looks super fit to be 47, man. Yeah. But that's not that old these days, you know? Yeah. But it's just like the George Clooney effect plus yes. he's super hot. That's right. Yeah, the George Clooney effect is a good point. He's got that like classic, you know, like I've been around for a little while. I've got some class. Yeah. <laughs> you know? He's got that whole sophisticated... I imagine, I imagine mid-50s Jordan like that. I would impress your father. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> imagine that we would do maybe just one but podcast episode then when you're sophisticated mid-50s Jordan. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I wonder if by that time if my voice would actually drop. Because <laughs> I, think, I think my voice has been the same since I was about 13 years old. <laughs> Same for me. The only the only thing that's ever changed was my singing voice. Like you know, it's still high. Which it's still is it's, it's still no no no. It's not, and it's still bitchy. But the funny thing was, I love it. I listened to songs. Uh, thanks, but I listened to songs when I was like fifteen or sixteen. Like the really early early stuff. Sometimes, like I still find these things, and it is unbearable, man. Like no wonder. It like it was just so funny at all that I could even have the little band that I had and like the little. Um, vibes in the town that I had, but I mean, it was so, so bad. I even listened to things from like 2016, you know, like the like the Jordan Prince Band EP or the the remember that EP No Manual? Yeah, sure, dude. But I, mean, I liked it. I mean, I like the EP, but ding it's, da ding 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 da ding up there listening. I love the banjo on that one. No, 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 no. That's that's Parade, a Parade EP. Sorry, that's the Parade sorry. one that that came before. What did you say? The No Manual EP, the one that has like ah. woman. Yeah, yeah, sure. And um, it has woman, No Manual, Parade, like, da, da, a, da, like da, the rock da, version da, of Parade. Da, da, da. And it has something else on there. I forgot the other song is. Maybe it's just those three. I don't remember. But man, that voice is There's unlistable. No Manual Inside. <laughs> yeah. Man, I had this little. Um, By the way, what's. I, I forgot the name of our intro song. Uh, that one's on little, the little, that's, uh, Lie About Your Love. Lie About Your Love. I mean, I think the production is <laughs> great on that song. It. I love the band. on. All right, that, that EP, I really, I'm super happy with that. Who but, was the band on that one? Because um, I was not part of it. No, it's way before I knew you. Well, no, I met you like once, I think, before that, but I didn't <laughs> yeah. know you. Um, that was like 2013. I think I hadn't met you yet. And it was... Um, with we, Vivi. Vivi yeah. played on that record. She's always been there from the beginning. Um, she sang the harmonies and she played synth and keys, of course. Um, Matt Bigelow uh, was the bass player and he also sang uh, on one song. And then, of course, the legendary Nick Solnick, who played drums on 12 Songs for 12 Friends. Oh, okay. Was the drummer for that record as well. Um, man, if I had a, if I had a band... That I could choose, but any, Matt Bigelow is anywhere. also the guy of um, Tame Impala Nights. He's the person that that song is about. But doesn't he have another band? Well, he's in Big Lemoire. That's what I meant. And that Big was Lemoire. the band that we were. I was sure about yeah. if it was just a, a too obvious connection, which could not be true. Bigelow, Big Lemoire. Yeah, right. So I, exactly. I, I didn't want to um, get that wrong, but but he's that guy. Matt Big Lemoire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
No, but I mean, I oh, man, I'm so proud of Big Lemoire. That's that's probably like from anything. Dude, this one EP I got. Yeah, I love it. It's, Me too, man. I mean, from any like before I did anything in Germany. That's the that's the only EP from like my past that I'm very I'm still very yeah. proud of. You know, like I think with my stuff that I was doing, like my songs and and my blah blah blah. I think I always had issues if I hadn't done it right, and I always hated my voice and stuff. What was the name of that EP again? It's just Big Lemoire. It's just self-titled. <sighs> just Big Lemoire EP. Because I also forgot some of the titles' names. Because uh, well, the first song is called War Drugs. Yes, sir. And that's George's song. Um, hey, at home, isn't that another hurt at home? Hurt at home. That was mine. That was my song. I love that one because this this thing really has. I don't know. You you gave it to me when we met the second time or something like that. Uh huh. And and I I brought it home and I did forget it in my in my backpack or something. Yeah, sure. And a few weeks later, I took it out and listened to it. And from then on, it has established as. Um, it's a physical record, basically. Um, <laughs> it's a CD, if you can believe it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has totally established as my Sunday morning making breakfast soundtrack. You still listen to it sometimes? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. For for a long time, I did it regularly, every Sunday. That's really I know, cool. scrambling some eggs or whatever do on do a do Sunday. Do 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 and that's the sound, do. making fresh coffee, whatever. Man, Mwah. I'm really proud Big of that EP. Mwah. You know, my favorite song from that EP is one of George's songs. It's called Doppler. I think it's the mm-hmm. third track. Man. We got a link that it be- is it on on streaming platforms? Yes, uh, it's on not Spot- since that long ago. It's on Spotify. It's on Bandcamp as well. Yeah, also on Apple Music. Uh, maybe I'm not sure. The thing is, they they finally got it out on digital. I think after I moved, I think they finally got it out on digital. Maybe 2015 or something like that. We had some issues with um, getting everything set up. That. Yeah, it's on Spotify, and they, you know, Big Lamois. After I moved, they also got another guitar player, and they released another EP in two thousand. I want to say two thousand seventeen. Yeah, buddy, it is on Apple Music as well. It's on Apple Music as well. All right, as well as their newest the new record, one. Permanent Vacation. Permanent Vacation. Yeah, I mean, guys, uh, and the Decipher single and the Joyride single. Those That's right, yeah. Joyride and Decipher on this new EP, and I I really like it. I think Joyride's a great song, and um, I think they they really have so much talent. It's unbelievable. Uh, Doppler. This was my favorite one. This is a scrambling egg sound. This was an amazing drummer. Dude, we got a link that EP. What a you drummer. guys, if you if you plan on making a nice decent breakfast this Sunday, go listen to this EP while you do it. Man. It's a believe me, I'm not a music journalist, but this is the perfect <laughs> soundtrack to make some good relaxed breakfast. Yeah, it's a really it's a it's like a, it's a great rock record in the way that it's it can be powerful and it can also be very chill depending on the mood you're in. You know, the songs stay the same, but the mood really affects how you feel it. Yeah, but I but but I like Wolves. Wolves was a really fun song for that. Yes, yeah, sir. But I I always think about music that entertains me that lies somewhere within the rock or pop genre. Yeah, for me, it, it, you you can have 
pretty basic song structure, but a song for me, it has to have moments. And this EP has many moments. It has so many amazing moments. Yeah. Moments in many directions. It, it can be... There's a big variety within the sound, which brings many moments that the more I listen to it, yeah. the more moments I find I can really enjoy. Yeah. There's a, it's a, the thing is, it's a record that just gets better the more you yeah. listen to it. And that's There's what so I really little, like about it. So many it. like little tiny melodies and and moments and like yeah, or just little licks or tr or just yeah. synth transitions or whatever it yeah. Those little parts. It's very layered and subtle yeah. and I think that's the I, that might even be the thing I miss the most about New Orleans, man. That was my favorite band. You know, that was the band I miss being in a band where I'm not the main guy. You know, like I wrote from this. I we mean, could make Mark the main guy. Where's the Where's the problem? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, who's kidding? He is the main guy. He's so he's so great. <laughs> we should uh, We should definitely make him the main we guy. We should call it the Mark Boyson band featuring Jordan Prince and Morris. By the Bashan. way, I think um, we haven't played so. We haven't played really long. I forgot in, my own songs, man. In, in in a while, yeah. I think I have to. Do you think it it would be a good idea to to do a. a some sort of easy kind of practice or whatever or rehearse. Yeah, it'd be nice actually. I mean, just I guess to, I guess to, by to, now to, we could we could rent uh, the studio Telstar and and just like I mean, if Mark is comfortable with it, I guess he would yeah. be by now. Because I would really like to just to, to play the songs and to to meet Mark again. Dude, Dude I, I haven't, haven't seen, seen Mark. that guy in it feels like years. Which is which is funny because he's the ghost. I think like like <laughs> j just before Christmas, I haven't seen mark yeah for those who might not know that's that's our drummer and we love yeah. him yeah i haven't seen mark um, we met up once and to kind of keep keep keep, keep the keep the flow running yeah i mean we're we would all three have to knock off some serious cobwebs i mean not only with the old songs but we haven't even really touched on the new songs Dude, my all. bass strings he had rusty man yeah you'd have to get some new bass strings and the thing is i haven't even cracked out the electric with you guys yet you know like i want to bring the amp and like test the pedals out and play with the effects and make it you know like make the arrangements work right i really like by the way that we finally get into another take about music because we haven't had that in a long time i guess yeah yeah it's been a while but, but there has I, also because we 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 created this kind of series um the AFI backstage stories because we also thought, okay, we could create cool content when we um, we would play shows right. and we really could tell you backstage stories, etc. That's right. And that is not the case. And then and we th didn't go on tour. <laughs> because I, like, in, in editing this whole thing, every week when I fill in our little jingle or at the beginning our opener mm -hmm. into the my... my ring, yeah. Ring. And it has the, the AFI backstage stories like, si signature on it. Yeah. I, I, I think like, okay, <laughs> there's no real backstage. I mean, we're, we're hanging out here. And no, but that really worked as like a side concept yeah. of when we talk yeah, but, guest, but, yeah, but 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 it was re connected. The name backstage stories was originally connected to We'd be on the being road. able to, to, to bring you guys those. Right. And so I... I find it really nice that we get on topics like that again. Yeah. Even if we still don't have any gigs inside or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. I, I like that we keep that going. And man, I can't wait till finally. I'm hoping really, I'm hoping the next year, um, you know, the album's supposed to come out in January and I'm really hoping I'm that we can play some concerts. 
I'm curious, man. Like, I when does the next single come? October. The single is November 13th. <sighs> November 13th, the day before my birthday. Um, it will drop. So that'd be a great weekend. That's going to be a great weekend. You know, and this great musician, John Kenzie, is going to be in town. He might even have a show somewhere. So I'd like to go see him. Okay. He did. He did this. You know, these sessions I was hosting at the Cafe Bla. Who the fuck? It's a who the fuck. No, who the fuck? Who, 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 the fuck? <laughs> like, who the fuck sessions? Who the fuck be playing, bro? <laughs> That's what the posters looked like. So, when who, I looked at the posters, I was like, who the fuck's playing there? <laughs> oh, it's John Kenzie. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be, yeah, he's going to be in town that weekend too. But um, yeah, it drops November 13th and it's the stoned single. And actually, I'm, I'm making dates. It is? Yeah, it's stoned. Did I tell you what the music video is going to be like? You just showed me like three seconds of it. No, just a screenshot. It wasn't even um, a -hmm. videotape. It was just just a screenshot. Like this cartoon version of my face? Was that it? I'm not sure. It was so... It was a... There were big blue parts in it. That's the only thing I remember. Uh, Maybe I showed you something else then. Okay. I'm not sure, but I'm very curious. I'm working with a friend of mine who's from New Orleans. He lives in Hamburg. Okay. His name is Ben Samuels, and he's a he's a genius, wow. man. He's a genius. So he works with a lot of really talented agencies for animation, illustration, and stop animation. And did he's, you also call our friend Marco Mori? I did not because he's probably out of way out of my budget. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's doing it for a discounted. Go price. back and listen to our Christmas special. That guy who sits in his little <laughs> tiny door, tiny dorm in Oxburg and works for. Artists like uh, Drake, uh, Kanye West, Kanye West, Gorillas. Yeah, it's it's absolutely Jordan crazy. Prince. Maybe I don't know, man. He would be uh, he'd be great to have, of course. Get your Marco Moroni promotion I, uh, code now. Just I, enter Moroni slash Artfart. <laughs> like artsy fartsy, and you get ten percent off. <laughs> I can only imagine what his budget must be, man. It must be through the roof for these guys. But But anyway, you got this guy. Yeah, I got Ben. He's a genius. He's super talented. He's done some really amazing things. And he's great in in the way... He reminds me a bit of Guy, like in the way that when when Guy and I designed the album cover, we started from really, really basic constructs of like texture and imagery and color. And then we went from there. You already got the new, new, new cover. Uh, no, I'm talking about the 12 songs. Oh, okay. When we did that together, it was really, really straightforward and um, step by step. And it was really broken down in really simple, simple, simple pieces. And it became what it is. And Ben, it ben is reminds me, yeah, Ben reminds me of that for the video because we also started with like, well, like, what are you looking for? And so I listed, you know, like five or six videos that had this certain kind of animation. Like there's an Andy Schauf video. There's a Chad Van Gallen video. Like there's a few people who just had this really particular style that I really liked. And it didn't seem to be this insane budget. It just seemed like something that people could do on their computer if they have time. And we started there and we watched like a few programs together and we had some FaceTime calls together, made some notes and now basically the cool thing is it's really personal because I'm drawing a lot for the video that he will animate. Yeah. So when I was in high school, I, I, I drew a lot. My mom even still has some of my drawings like framed in the house. Mm-hmm. I was really an avid drawer and I, I love drawing a lot and I still, I still enjoy doing it a lot. I just don't do it that much. And Ben was giving me some prompts. He was like, can you draw this? Can you draw that? Can you give me an idea for this? Can you draw me some like crazy figures, some crazy aliens or monsters or something? And I drew everything out over like two weeks and then gave it to him and he loved it. 
And I just, all I had to do was take a picture of it in like high resolution and then send it to him. And then basically he outlines my drawings on the computer with like a program. And then he can put my character that I've drawn into that room that I drew and animate me in that room. So it's really personal too, because I drew a lot of the things and he puts, and he animates me in them. So the whole thing is very, it's a very funny stonery since, video. Since since when do you do you work on this idea? It's been a couple of months. And you didn't feel the need to give well, even the tiniest hint about anything of this, because this is I amazing. Thought I, I thought I told you a little bit about it, but I guess I didn't. No. Well, the thing was, like, we also took a little bit of a pause because he, he had... I think this is one of the topics yeah. in our relationships that falls off the grid because... The show? Because of the show, because we <laughs> want to keep so many stories in the show, and then we forget stories on the show. That's true. And we also forget to talk about them off mic by that. That's ir- irrelevant, because this idea sounds amazing. It's going to be great, especially for this song, too, because you know the song. It's really punchy and energetic and, like, rocky, and it's, like, kind of Mac DeMarco-y and stonery and funny, and... It's- That's the song where I understand the dry snare sound the most. Oh, man. <laughs> I've had a funny conversation yeah. about that with Tim, by the way. About the fact that I wanted dry snares for every song? Uh, and then he, he... He hated that. Yeah, exactly. He hated that. I'm not sure how I should 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 phrase that, but... Yeah. No, no, he was pretty honest. He was like, I don't like this. I don't want to do this. And I was like, trust me. And then we kept pushing, we kept pushing. And of course, there are... I would say at most, there's three songs that we change the snare. There were, the thing is, like, there's one song where... Yeah, but but to to, to, to name right. it, your, your two um, points of view on how a, a snare drum should sound like... Right. You think maybe in a way, let's say, you imagine a, a snare drum to sound like Mac DeMarco, and mm-hmm. Tim imagines a snare drum to sound like Foo Fighters. Right. Yeah. We, That's we, your we point just, of yeah, view. Right. We just have totally different, like... Um, I, I like this with Tim too. Is that he, he he and I both come from totally different academies of thought yeah. on how that stuff should sound. And I knew, like, I really knew what I wanted this record to sound like. Yeah. And we kept like kind of crashing a little bit about how the drum should sound, but then, and then eventually he he kind of worked out and he really liked it too. But there's two songs where. I played the drums live on the kit in the studio and he set up the mics in a certain way. So they have like a natural reverb and they make more sense and it, it works for the song. That's the next personal. Yeah. Um, but I think we talked about that. I, that we had played he, Tim and I played everything. Yeah. But not on the show, not on the show. Are you sure? So that's why I think about you, you, you leaked a little bit more there. That's, oh yeah. That's, uh, so you, you play most of the, the instruments yourself. Yeah, Tim and I Plus played. Tim. Tim and I played every single thing on the record, uh, except that Cosmo Joy sings a lot of the yeah. harmonies. Ooh, I've already heard a few parts. Yeah, man, you heard her. <sighs> yeah, I mean, her voice is just. If you don't know Cosmo Joy, take some time out of your day and go listen. I think she has one or two songs up online somewhere, like on Spotify and Apple. She she hasn't put out enough music, honestly. She's yeah, she's too good. She's really damn, good. She's really that good. that voice. Her voice might be the her greatest. features on on your songs. Yeah. I don't want to want to say too much about it, but I hear one of those hooks one time and it sticks to my head for at least one day. She might have like the greatest female, how, how female her voice, voice can, in Germany, at to, least in, just Europe, to keep maybe it, in Europe. To, to keep it in general, how her voice can, can open up 
but can immediately lower down. She, she's just a variety and, and an ambitious. Yeah, she has. I mean, she amazing. has like she and has, a great color. That's a great word for it. Yeah, she has such a perfect like perfect color of voice, and it's just um, she has control that I haven't really seen in a lot of people before. Yeah. Like you said, you know, this ability to like Especially oh, you for, for yeah. people who don't know her, um Cosma is I she's think eighteen, 18. years she's old. Eighteen, yeah. And um you could guess sometimes if you just hear the voice that you hear an experienced singer yeah. with years and years of experience and right. professional development of their singing and voice. Right, right. I mean she comes off as like a an exquisitely expensive uh, highly educated, trained singer, and she's yeah. really just plus, a, she's plus such a there's a character player. and a color in That's her voice. It. Yeah, you you like when you hear it, you hear Cosma. You don't hear yeah. like some girl's voice singing harmony. You hear Cosma Joy. Yeah, and um, she's yeah. She may, I have to say I think she I think she was really the last really big jigsaw puzzle piece missing from the whole thing. And I remember I remember telling Tim often like. Um, okay, yeah. But he part, didn't know her before, did he? He didn't know her before. And honestly, I think I kind of confused him a little bit because there was a lot of times at the beginning where I kept saying, uh, yeah, and he, this part's going to be Cosma and it's going to be like three voices here. And like, oh yeah, and this part's going to be Cosma. We're going to make a wall of voices. She's going to sing about like six layers here. Oh, and this part's going to be Cosma. She's going to go like very Aretha Franklin here and really do some like riffs and But she can do that. That's the thing the is, thing. she has so much range. Yeah. And on some songs, I really, the thing was, I wanted to play with her voice the way that like a trained, like flautist controls the tone and power of the air coming through the tunnel. Yeah. And so I really put her. That's in this, what I meant with, with opening up. Yeah. So I, I really put her in these like tiny, tiny, tiny little limits where I was like, I only want like the breathiest, breathiest, tiniest voice you can make. I want you to go like, ooh, and ah, in the same note and then curve down to that next harmony. And she could do it. And she'd be like, yeah, that's easy. Let's do the next song. It was like flawless, you know? And then for the next one, we'd say, okay, well, we want you to do four layers here, real open, highly projected, hit the notes, you know, like push it as hard as you want, you know, what's comfortable. And let's check it out. And it was always, it was almost never more than like, I would say I was always happy after two takes. Sometimes she would want to do four or five. But we always had it within the first two, I'd say. Okay. We never used to take that was over like two or three takes. Um, she was in one day. She did, yeah. She sang, I think there's 10 songs on the new album. She sang on nine of them in one day. Many of them having several voices. Really impressive. And um, yeah, sometime this month, I'm going to go down. I think the end of this month, I'm going to go down and finish the record with Tim. It'll be done. Officially. There's only one more day, one more session. That's it. You have a little taste of it? Yeah, sure. Maybe a little copy. Of you course. Know, you know, physical. physical I need records. to send it to you and Mark in general to have, to memorize. Especially, yeah, especially uh, yeah. Um, because of that. Yeah. Um, and you could give me a little physical record or whatever. I mean, I guess I could burn a CD. Or, or just a Dropbox link. But or, a whatever Dropbox you prefer. probably easier. <laughs> Who has CDs? Yeah, but, it, but it, it would have more top secret vibe it, if it had to be a physical record. Oh, like a blade. So that you like, couldn't yeah. easily reproduce it. Like a silver CD with a yeah. Sharpie that's just like, it's confidential, you know? <laughs> but yeah, I love this record, man. I'm super happy with it. And it's really different from the last record. It's, every song is 
totally different from the last record. And no. of course it makes me nervous, but I liked what happened with the crooked rail. I think that was kind of cool. Like how it, like with the radio response and the label push and everything. So let's see. By the way, um, we talked about this the last time, I guess two weeks after the video came out or no, a week after the video came out because the single came out earlier. Uh, crooked rail video and single dropped the same day. I know then then was two weeks after video and single mm-hmm. um, released. Uh, it, it was only later at the day that was. Yeah, the thing. that's right. That's yeah. right. Um. Um. The bird. Yeah, and I haven't talked about it since then. Right. Um. What is your 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 kind of resume on that? Because back then we um after a week you realized or after two weeks I, I don't quite remember the. The time frame, but doesn't matter. You realize, okay, there, there's a kind of attention. Um, radio stations are getting up to you from different parts of Germany, mm-hmm. bigger stations. Um, but what is your? Because I think now, I hope that doesn't sound too harsh. But now the the the, the big hype is is over. Or at yeah, least course. at least you're at the point where you can kind of. Um, I think have I, a resume or after something. after like two months. The song is like basically old, you know, in today's, yeah. in today's world. Yeah. So, how do you feel now about it, with a bit of, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, and the global pandemic between it. Uh, I think the only thing I'm really bummed about is that we can't tour it. You know that that really that really helps a lot when you can have a new song and you can go into all these new cities yeah. and you can play the song for people. That's the only thing I'm a bit worried about slowing us down because I felt kind of jaded. By that, I think a lot of people did, of course. Um, you know, the last record in 2018, I think, was a great record, but we didn't really. I think, I think maybe we did the best we could. I don't know, but it just wasn't the right time for that kind of record. It just didn't do as what I thought it would do. And for this one, I think this record could do really well. I think it fits like the the pocket of like the market at the time right now, maybe. But we're kind of we're kind of uh, screwed because we can't tour that single around. We can't we can't bring the songs to life in a fresh yeah. way. Play you know play like Berlin and Leipzig and Frankfurt and Cologne and Dresden and whatever in Munich, and keep the flow going, um, and play that new song along with these tracks. We just can't do it. So I'm a little bit worried. Hope people don't forget that that song is there by the time we can actually tour. You know. Yeah, but but. But, I wanted to hear more about um, how you feel about the the response, etc. The topics we already talked about, right? The response about the single, but now now that that this process, we've been in the middle of the last time we spoke about how you see that now. The whole like how how I view the the success or failure of the single during COVID. COVID is not a factor. Just oh, okay, just sorry. The, the the process of this. Oh, of this. since the last time we talked, how do I exactly. feel about the song? I see, I see. Okay, sorry. and it's performance. You you know, it's not about to have to perform. It's still art, but right, right. Um, I mean, I feel pretty good about the song. Like the 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 numbers still still go up. Maybe it wasn't. Um, you know, I think maybe if we could have played some shows, maybe the numbers would have been quicker or or maybe it would have interested i mean i don't know the thing is i'm pretty happy with it because even though that's it's what not, i wanted to know yeah i mean the thing is it's you know it's it's always kind of a gamble and 
Yes, some of my much older songs still have much more streams. I mean, this is a new song. It just came out a few months ago, but um, I think I've found a way to kind of get that argument, that argument out of my head a little bit and just say, you know what? It's doing pretty well for a single that has not been toured, that made on, made it onto a handful of like pretty good playlists and continues to have like this little roller coaster wave of like dips and rises and dips and rises. And I, I'd say it's, you know, it still climbs. It's, I check my Spotify for artists page every day. And, you know, sometimes there's a pretty exciting number of people listening at a given hour. And sometimes it's, um, you know, what I expect or even less. And that's kind of how the game is until you kind of have a, a breaking point. And, you know, I, I was, um, talking to the label about the next single, I was really pushing actually for a different song. Yeah, we talked about that. We talked about that before. Okay, yeah. So they, yeah, they push for this one. And, you know, I kind of just have to trust them and hope that they believe more in this song and they can do something really, really yeah. cool with it. So I'm I'm curious to see what will happen with that. I also think it, it, it could have a kind of, kind of potential... Maybe it's like the positive thing people need right now. It's like a, it's a really silly, funny song. Yeah, plus you know? the the kind of um, it has more more of a of a of an vibe of a that it has a kind of gag or something. Yeah, it it's is, like a gimmicky, funny yeah, song. You know, it's funny. It's funnier. It's all, it's, I mean, the whole thing is like, I, I was talking to the video creator, Ben, and he, he made a point that I hadn't thought about before. He was like, and I'm not trying to, um, like brag on myself, but this is what he said. He said, um, that's what he said. Yeah. He was like, you know, Jordan, you're a, you're a really funny guy and you don't really get that in a lot of your music because the music is very serious. Oh, I really feel that. He was like, you know, a lot of your stuff, you know, though he likes it and though he finds it, you know, something's very beautiful or whatever. He said that, of course, you know, the topics can tend to be like, you know, sadder content. And this is the only song, the one that's coming out in November. This is the only one that he says kind of fits the guy that you meet. Like this, you know, like dark humor, silly, goofy dude that, you know, yeah. you guys know on the podcast. And I'm really excited. Oh, I opened your... Opened your CD case. Um, he said that he's really happy to work on this video because he knows that guy. He knows that humor. So I think it's, so yeah, but, it's you know, it shows but, a different side. But I, um, let me get in there because I've never thought about it that way, but I totally agree with him. And this and this yeah. and this statement and and th don't get me wrong on that. No, no, I think he's I, right. I but think I, right. but I also feel like um, you're an artist, and it's a total. F um, it's an approach I totally understand because um, it's something um, you have also to think about as a as a TV or or podcast host or whatever. Yeah. What role you get in, right? And you have a very different role regarding. Um, your your the the variety have you have between your um, your talking voice and your singing voice, right? Right. And um, the topics you get on within your art within your songs, right? Like the stories of the songs, you have a very specific role. Um, 
that is not essentially part of the role you have off stage. I don't yeah, want to exactly. say I don't, don't want exactly. to say you 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 don't um, think about these topics and this is not. Um, no, no, I get you, I get you. But it's, just, it's not like it's an inauthentic or something. Exactly, but that's what I want to say. It's, right. a, it's not inauthentic, right? But um, you also have 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 way more more sides on you that you show off stage but not on stage. Right. And, I, I, and when I think about it that way, I realize why I like this song stone so much not right. because of the story the song tells or yeah, what's within just a it, silly silly text yeah. just because um you show another side of jordan prince that you don't for see me so for often. the for the for the first kind of the f not really because we we also had fun with with covers and and some of the other songs like um she's the queen or something like that oh yeah that's a good one um my mom's favorite song <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. okay let's get get on that later but um <laughs> But because I like it because it shows the side of Jordan Prince that you kind of show for the first time on a on a new record, right? Yeah, I mean, and I like it. That's a that's the thing. I, I think like yeah, I think it's cool, and I also kind of believe that it could have a wider success that you show this side of yourself because right. this is it is also it's pretty close to who I actually yeah, am. and yeah. and you are a super funny. Uh, and sympathetic guy that and you know that's I, a thing and i think and i and i like it that you show it thanks man yeah i mean when i when i first um the last time that i went to america and last august i was hanging out with all my big lamois friends and all my all my close people and i was riding around with matt bigelow big lamois big lamois big low and he he's famous for like having this great big suv with a great car speaker <laughs> and that's why that's the whole thing that his song Tame Impala Nights is about riding around in his car yeah. listening to, to Tame Impala and when we got when I visited him I said do you want to go around like you know drive around in your car and listen to the to the new record like I had I don't know I had like the like second like a very American activity yeah it's <laughs> it's the best I, I really honestly it's the best and we it was like the second draft of the record. It wasn't perfect yet or anything. And we listened to everything. You know, there were some songs that I thought he would like a lot, but he liked ones that surprised me more. And that was really interesting. But what stuck in my head was that he said that uh, Stoned, he got like halfway through the song and he goes, you know what, man? This is the most Jordan Prince sound He's like, this one is the Jordan Prince. He's like, this one is so you. This one is really you, yeah, man. Exactly. And I, it, it made me laugh. That's also I was, what I just realized. Because funny, I was, I was laughing and I was like, you know, but all of these are really me. Like, but this is the song where my, like one of my yeah. old best friends was like, he's like, oh, that, that's a Jordan Prince song. That's yeah. you. That's you. You know? And I was like, oh, that's so funny because I didn't even. Yeah. And, 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 and no one this group of people that realize this um things that your your other songs are not you right it's not like that but he's like oh that one's fucking you yeah you know that's funny too because when i think about songs like um woman or parade or um uh where will we go from here or yeah. you know like 
or eye to eye. For me, those are like really like I, I feel such a connection to these songs. Um, but maybe maybe when I'm writing some songs, I kind of put on the like sort of a mental character in a way. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm really glad that when he said, I'm really glad he said it for that song because, and I'm really glad that Ben also corroborated the same story and that you say the same thing. So maybe, maybe Stoned is the right single to put out. Yeah. yeah. That's like a true, That's a big argument fun. for me now that, that we're at this point of, of the conversation. That is, for, for me, I don't know if, if, the, if the label had, had the same thought. I don't know about that, but um, that think, for me is a just, big yeah. argument for Stoned being um, a single release before the album. Yeah, I think I think the label just thought of it as like, technically it's a great radio song because it's under three minutes. Yeah. It's catchy, it's poppy. And it could, you and you, you, you got to think about like, <laughs> um, it fits in many different programs. Hopefully. Because that's, that, that, that's the thing. Like what Spotify um, employees do, the guys who who curate and create playlists, right, is basically the same job. Um, yeah, music journalists at radio stations have done since years and years and years, mm -hmm. since decades, mm -hmm. and it's still the thing they do. Yeah, and you often could have struggles with your music out if it doesn't fit in between those two other songs they have to play or those four other songs they have to play, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Or, and that's why they have different rotations, a heavy rotation, a rotation, B rotation, et cetera. Right. Um, so because maybe your song does fit in for this kind of um, show they have at, I don't know, Monday to Wednesday evenings, mm -hmm. which has a, 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 um, a sort that's the way M94.5 works. Many other um, stations, bigger stations like Bayern 3, have this um, this one kind of rotation, bigger rotation for all of their program. M94.5 is structured in different um, shows with different topics, especially in the evening, yeah. which refer to different music. Like there used to be a, a Monday night, a jazz show, right. Tuesday night, a rock and heavy metal show. Right. Thursday night a hip hop show, etc. Yeah, yeah. On Wednesday there would be electro DJs, yeah, by, playing sets yeah. in the studio, whatever. Bayern Three is like a major station that plays the exactly. same songs that they play in America. You know? And in 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 our rotation, it works like okay, maybe your song doesn't fit in between the other five songs we have on heavy rotation, right? Or only partly, but it does fit in with those other kind of songs we, which are cool, but already out of heavy rotation because they've already had their weeks or whatever. Right. And right. from the style, it's meant it fits in there or right. one um, part below, etc. That's how, it, how how it's ranked and how often your songs will be played. Right. And the thing you want is to be within the heavy rotation yeah. for at least a few weeks or at long. And in in the ideal case, as long as it takes you. As long yeah. as you can ride this wave of heavy rotations in radio stations. Yeah, I mean, basically, I was really happy heavy with... Heavy rotations uh, and radio stations. Heavy rotation and radio station. I was pretty happy with uh, how many rotations... <laughs> I was happy with how many rotations this uh, crooked, the Crooked Rail got into. I remember I got this email um, maybe like two weeks after it came out 
and they told me a good list of the songs that were in heavy rotation, uh, the uh, stations that the song was in heavy rotation. And that was such a nice feeling, man. <laughs> heavy rotation and radio station. <laughs> It's a crooked rotation. <laughs> um, by the way, you still—I think you still can ask for Jordan to cover other songs. Oh, I'm still from taking other styles. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm recovering from the cold now, but I'm still, I'm still taking. How many did uh, you did you get? I can tell you exactly. Because I'm still on my kind of Instagram vacation, so I didn't. Um, I couldn't check. No, that's all right. That's all right. So I, but I still. Can tell you you want to hear Jordan Prince rap on um, something. If you haven't seen me and my friend Josh uh, Joshua Starkman cover Paul Simon's "Still Crazy" oh, yeah. after all these years, it's on my Instagram page. It's on his. It's on Facebook. Um, there's a clip on Twitter. Go check it out because I'm very very proud of that. But let's see. So I requests in total. I got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. And I have between. given you one. I yet. got about thirty requests in total, just like in the last couple of weeks. And I only have one, two, three, four, five left to record and put out. Five left, yeah. Until you give me one, of course. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Wait. Maybe I can. I can choose one now on the show, but I'll just. <sighs> Man, the, Maybe if I find something and, and tell you later. Um, there's a couple of uh, pretty hard ones in here that I didn't expect would be so difficult. Uh, but Do you know Greta Bendelfeil? I have their newest album on... Please don't give me a... <laughs> That's, I can't sing it, man. It's too hard. No, no, there's, but there's no text I, I anywhere. Just, <laughs> I just saw that... Um, I think um, your brother-in-law could give you that. Wait, they have another new album since no, the they, no, no, they just have their latest album with the, with on with digital the, oh, yeah, 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 um, that. platforms. That's right, that's right. With like the witch's face on yeah. it. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe some Beastie Boys. <laughs> I mean, you know, uh, my friend, uh, my friend Tim Henkel, not Tim Hecking, but a different Tim, gave me the um, video, Tim. The, yeah, the guy who shot a lot of the footage, like the, yeah, the footage we of had my this, face. This kind of joke. He's Tim Hankel is the is the video type of Tim Hacking. That's right. <laughs> he requested a an acoustic, a soft acoustic version of "Along Comes Mary" by Bloodhound Gang. Do you Mary know, Mary? Do you remember that band? Of course. Okay. 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 Along comes Mary. Man, that's a really crazy song. Dude. That's hard to, that's going to be hard to cover. Uh, my brother-in-law recommended um, Oops, I Did It Again by Britney Spears. <laughs> and I have to admit, I practiced it and I haven't put it out yet because it's Oops, really hard to sing. Did it again. Like the verse is really hard to sing. I may, I may just have to do the chorus. I'm not sure. Oh man, I forgot the this guy requested Neil Young's Heart of Gold, and I did record it, but I didn't put it out yet. Talking about Bloodhound Gang, what do you think about this one? Wait a second. Foxtrot Uniform Charlie Kilo. Um, <laughs> Dude, uh, here we go. Okay. Were you trying to get crazy with this, eh? Don't you know I'm local? Oh. You remember that one? I don't. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, what's up? I say. Oh man, <laughs> we gotta get to the first two. I can't believe this is them. Cypress Hill. Oh man! Oh, of course. I was going crazy because I was like, "This cannot be Bloodhound." No, Gang. no, 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 no. But it, it, it uh, took me talk- in the we, kind of same yeah, direction. We talked about that song on the last episode. Insane in the brain. Yeah, yeah. Because you told me you're like, "Oh, that's Cypress Hill." Of course, I know that. And I was like, uh, "I didn't know that was Cypress Hill." <laughs> that's crazy. No, but I got a, I, I got a real request now. Okay. Could you do that one? Because I think your voice could be lovely on that one. Um, wait a second. Here we go. Okay. A classic. You're, you were playing that earlier, right? Exactly. You don't have to do the picking the exact same way. Mm. My bag someday. I, I would Woo. imagine I don't wanna 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 put too much on you, but right. I would imagine you can vary on the picking or the, the how you how you yeah. lay the chords. I, I changed them a little bit. But I, them, yeah. I, I, I think your voice could be absolutely lovely on the on the on the melody. So who is this again? Lightning Hopkins, Trouble in Mind. Trouble so basically like with every song that has this kind of blues basic scheme um you can totally vary on how you how you um how you play the chords um if you do the picking or if you strum them or play basic patterns whatever mm-hmm. but i think on this melody right um obviously in your range i think your voice could you could nice. do something pretty amazing. I, I think guess. I have to raise the key up, maybe yeah, one, of or two, one or two. Now. Man, there's some really, uh, there's some really cool. But think about here. it. Yeah, I, I put it down. I'm going to try that one. Man, there was a few on here that I had never heard of. I'd never tried before. I think the most liberties that I took was um, my friend Matthew recommended a Leonard Cohen song called "Famous Blue Raincoat." Do you know uh, that one? Uh, I, I think it's for me. It's I mean, I, I hate to break someone's heart here, but it's it's almost unlistenable to me how slow and depressive and monotone the song is. He's like talking the whole time. But I took a lot of liberties and I'm and I gave it a different melody from the one that he sings. Yeah. It's a yeah, beautiful it's a beautiful song. I changed the key as well a little bit. I never noticed those little wind chimes in the back before. It's four in the morning, the end of December. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm writing you now just to see if you're better. New yeah, little voices. Cold, yeah. You're gonna do it with like Cosmo. Ooh, that's not a bad idea. Or Mark, whatever. There's a really nice, um, there's a really nice video. Amazing song. Yeah, it's a great song, and I and I changed the the melody a little bit to give it more of a, like more of a just a generally digestible. Jordan Prince float. Drive. Yeah, just a little more, like a little more catch to it. Um, that one was really hard to do, and a really hard one was um, "Yesterday" by the Beatles. My Yesterday. brother, my brother recommended that one. That was really hard to do. Man. so far. You could you do you a see, super epic opera version of it. I would, I would digest that. Like a Queen version of Yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, oh my troubles seem so, so far away. Beautiful. <laughs> I hope they're still listening. <laughs> <laughs> do you think anyone's still listening here? No. Just if Moritz. you do so. <laughs> DM us. You might get a um, a promotion code for Michael Mori or something. If you if you request, here, how about this? If you request a song for me to cover after my cold is gone, and you do it through the I'll podcast, I play it for you, and you get ten bucks. Here it is. If you, if you do it through the podcast, uh, either through at um, artsy fartsy immigrants on Instagram, like a DM, or if you do it. Um, uh, through an email at podcast at m945.de. Um, and we discover your request for the cover through one of those links. Then I will put it on the Jordan Prince main feed and on the Artsy Fartsy Immigrants main feed. We will tag you. And we Ooh. can... Facebook? You have a big reach on Facebook? And on Facebook. Yeah, that's good. Facebook, Instagram, and uh, the both channels main feed. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have anything special for us, if you get three friends to listen to this podcast, right. we'll do a signature TikTok out of your cover for you. Oh, you know what? If you can show us that you have gotten three <laughs> friends, here, here's a good one. If you get, if you show us that you like, take a screenshot okay. and show us that you got three friends to to listen to this episode, and you still are listening at two hours and forty seconds of this show today. Right. If you take a screenshot and show us you got three friends to listen, even if they hate it, <laughs> then um, we will create a signature TikTok for you. We will, uh, what we'll do is we will um, we'll do a phone interview with you on the show. We could do that as well. We can do like a ten minute interview with you, and you can ask us the any question in the whole wide world. I'm an I'm an open book, and so is Mo. And we will. Yeah, but I'm an open German book, so right. Little, I'm still close. Well, let's see. Not, not every <laughs> listener is German. We'll do an interview with you on the show. We'll tag you in it, and we'll do a photo, and we'll post uh, a photo and a clip of that interview. Yeah, on our feed. So there you go. That's the initiative right there. And that's how it's done. <laughs> I love Talk this voice. Your agent today. I don't want this voice to go away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to go away. I wish I always talked like this, but I could still sing the same way that I do. Dude, I still have such big issues with, because I had um, lessons and um, sessions on, I had lessons on, and on sessions. speaking techniques and, and um, right, breathing like, techniques, etc. Right. And I know if I do a little bit more training, if I concentrate more, I can speak way lower 
Right. But it, it's still so hard for me to keep focus. But I think because I've get yeah. in any kind of situation that is normal to me, I get back to this voice which, which I basically have since I'm 13 years old. <laughs> But I think that kind of training is better for, you know, like more official news or journalistic approaches. Yeah. For a podcast, you don't want that sort of thing. Yeah, but, but I still have these issues with any with any parts of um, free speaking. Mm-hmm. And I also have those in when I host a radio show, etc. Right. If, if it's a it's a it's a it's a stressful show because um, the, the the pieces you want to play and the interviews are coming in late, etc. And you have to you have to fix it and play another more song, and then back get get back into it. Whatever, you, I still tend to forget to remind myself that I could speak lower, which, to be honest, makes my voice smoother to listen more to, more sexy. <laughs> now I sound like Will Arnett. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Lego Batman. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna Did I send you this tweet? Batman has COVID. This oh, yeah, thing yeah, has yeah. gone full circle full bats. That's <laughs> really good, yeah. I want to I wanna try something with you. I want to give you a sentence. Imagine, do you know Batatui or imagine it? Batatui. I can just like it. Ratatouille, just with bats. <laughs> Sounds like COVID. Um, I want to give you something... Um, I want to give you a sentence to say in your normal voice, just like the 13-year-old boy voice yeah. that you talked about. And then I want and then I'm going to give you two different ways to say the same sentence. I want to see how it affects your voice, okay? okay. So, I just want you to say um, I went to the cafeteria today and I had a chicken salad sandwich. So just say it the normal way that you talk. I went to the cafeteria today and had a chicken salad sandwich. Chicken salad sandwich. Okay. Now I want you to uh, maybe yeah, use your fingers. Push your these two cheeks out, and with this finger, push your nose up. Yeah, to make this a bigger oxygen way, and say the same thing again. I Today went to, I went to the cafeteria to have a chicken salad sandwich. Okay, and now close the nostrils. Today I went to the. <laughs> 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 What is it? What is that? I wanted to. <laughs> I just wanted to hear how it sounds. Because sometimes I feel like if I the thing is I feel like my left nostril is kind of collapsed a little bit. <laughs> collapsed. Like, like if I pull my left like one, it dead. it feels yeah, it just feels like super small. Like my my father had a surgery on his on his nose. So did I. Your dad did too. No, I had it. You had a surgery in your nose to open it to open it up. Ah, yes. So my dad had that when he had like a collapsed nostril, and I feel like, I mean, I mean, mine doesn't feel like collapsed, but in the last five years, it feels so small, only on the left side, that I often have to hold my, hold my cheek back with my left hand to to just feel like I'm getting enough oxygen, and that's not good. I should go to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. Ear, nose, and throat. Ear, ear nose, and throat. throat. We'll make your ears throw up. Make your ears throw up. <laughs> I like this Jim Gaffigan joke where he's like, you know, uh, <laughs> there's guys who want to be brain surgeons, but they end up just being ear, nose, and throat doctors. Ear, nose, and throat. And the guy's like, can I, can I just, um, can I go ahead and just work on the brain? And they're like, why don't you just stay with the ears, nose, and throat? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I just had to look up um, why the English term for why I had my surgery. It was because of my nasal septum 
Oh, you had like a which um, has such a weird form that that right. this one whole I for my whole life until the surgery I was seventeen I guess. After the surgery, for the first time in my life, I felt that when I breathe, there's literally air going like through over the, your, through over the, your eyebrow. Over my over my eyebrows, yeah. Oof. I never felt that before in my life. What's the there's a term for that, especially when you when people like I mean, I'm not saying that you abused cocaine, but they have the same issue. It's um No, I had this because of a infection. Oh, okay. Plus this the the weird form of my nasal septum was yeah. something I had from birth. It's like through through the center, like up the middle, right? Yeah. But there's a term. There's like this word for ears, nose, and throat. Oh, good thing Ooh. it's empty. Ear, nose, and throat. 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 We should do a promo song for them. What happens? Let's see, I'm Googling. What happens to your septum after cocaine (laughs) abuse (laughs) it's called deviated septum Uh, no no no, i didn't have that it it just had a weird form okay okay i mean you're yeah you're a weird form so (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a weird form of life. It just had a weird form. I'm, guys, know, I'm still a form of life. Guys, it wasn't deviated. It was just a weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> guys, Don't stop think it. I'm weird. Guys, stop it. It wasn't deviated. It was just weird. Okay? <laughs> stop making fun of me. <laughs> you dig it. Guys, stop making fun of me. It was weird. Okay? It's deviated. It's not deviated. <laughs> Do you know how hard it is for me to talk about medical stuff with you in, in English? Because the kind of issue I had, it, you, no, you, you want to hear the German? You want to hear the, You want to hear the German term for that? Nasenscheidewandkrümmung. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, don't shoot! Don't shoot! Don't shoot! <laughs> no, I'm just making fun of um, <laughs> when if it's when it's not a deviated septum, just some guy like not. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I think I have to pee one more time and then I could do a little Easy. bit longer. Easy. Now, ladies and gentlemen, two movies with Jordan Prince. Now that we've had our second break of urination. Where have we been before the break? We were talking about music. And now I would like to end the show with a little discussion about two films. Okay. One is a brand new movie from the crazy, wacky writer Charlie Kaufman, now on Netflix, called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. And the other one is a classic that most people know called Black Panther. I watched both of these movies in the last week. I've watched none of these movies yet. Okay. But the, it is super weird for me this moment because um, shame of me, shame on me. I've never seen Black Panther. I don't know why. That's how I felt. That's I why even, I watched it. And um, after the sad news of, of last week or so two weeks ago. Right. 
um, I was on Disney Plus yesterday and I was like, okay, I see Black Panther here because they have all of the Marvel stuff. Right. Um, and I started Black Panther and mm-hmm. then realized, shit, it's already like 11.30 or something. I have to get up pretty early. Yeah. It's I like won't, two hours I won't finish it. It's two hours and 36 minutes or something like that. Yeah, it's a while. Um, and I want to watch it in whole. I don't want to split yeah, it or anything. Exactly, exactly. And that's why I didn't watch because otherwise we could talk about it because then I would have watched it yesterday, but that's not the case. Sadly. Yeah. And I haven't seen the, the other one as well. You know, I'm not that that's okay. That's okay. Fans. That's okay. I wouldn't. I, I, I. The thing is, I would suggest one over the other. I would suggest you watch Black Panther because. Um, do they have anything to do with each other? Or no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Just if I, if I had to choose, between not at all. I would just choose Black Panther because it's just, it's just a better movie. Um, okay. But yeah, if, just, what I, do you say about Black Panther without without spoiling me? I mean, I, I would say that my reason for watching it was similar to yours, which is like, shame on me. Why haven't I watched this yet? And then like, oh my God, Chadwick Boseman just died. This is so insane that I haven't seen like his yeah. crowning achievement as an actor. Um, without telling you the story, I would say that um, it's probably one of the greater standalone films from the Marvel Avengers universe. One of the few standalone Yeah, exactly. Films. Like a lot of them, you know, you have to have seen like four other prequels before this and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And everything you thought would be a standalone being released between 2008 and 2016, like Thor, like Captain America, Hulk, Iron Man, Hulk, etc. Yeah, the, uh, even Guardians of the Galaxy are kind of connected to everything else, so... This was, um, it's a really fun, well-told, character-driven action blockbuster. I mean, it's just a humongous, big-budget action movie with great people, great acting, um, great visual effects. I mean, the, you know, like the final battle scene, whatever, you don't really, like, there's a lot of hype about the the final thing at the end, maybe not having the best visual graphics, but who gives a shit? Because it, honestly, it's a, it's a really... Good movie, and it it's a beautiful insight into um, like aspects of real African culture, and it's um, it's great. It's really great, and and it's um, Chadwick Boseman is amazing, and uh, uh, Lupita Nyong'o is is really one of my favorite actresses uh, in the game right now, and Martin Freeman, of course, is incredible. So um, I loved it. I really loved it, and it was uh, about time that I saw it. Now. I the other film, it. yeah, the other film, um, my film nerds will know the name Charlie Kaufman. He is a screenwriter who has won awards for his writing for films like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, uh, Being John Malkovich. Um, he wrote and directed Snecticky New York and Animalisa. And... Um, Oh, there's this film with Nicolas Cage. I can't believe I'm forgetting the name of this movie. It's killing me right now. Um, But yeah, basically, Charlie Kaufman wrote this movie, and it stars this really, really great actress that I don't recognize from anywhere. Like, I know her face, but I don't know. Ah, the Nicolas Cage movie is called Adaptation. Ah. It's great. Um, heard but, about that but not seen that yeah. as well I mean the thing is like I, I don't blame you for not really knowing this guy you have to be kind of a film nerd to know the guy he's the writer who knows the writers you know what I mean okay. um, unless it's like Tarantino or Scorsese you know <laughs> yeah. whatever but um, he's 
So he's just like a really interesting, bold kind of film writer. And the movies that are based off of his books are, or his screenplays are, are really, sometimes really genius and really beautiful and like astounding and they question the world and whatever. But man, Netflix is just putting out some dumpster trash these so days. So you, you didn't like it? I hated it. Okay. I hated it. Two thumbs down, which is a shame because I was such a, such um, a nerd about this. I was so yeah. pumped about it. I posted about it. I was like, oh my God, it's a new Charlie Kaufman movie. And like, it, you know, it had this actress. Um, I can't believe I don't remember her name. It's Jesse something. And the other actor, the guy is Jesse Plemons. Um, he's in Breaking Bad. He's in Fargo. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's amazing. Um, and it has um, like Tony Collette in it as well. And the trailer makes it out to seem like a certain kind of movie. And it's very much just not that movie. And it's exhaustive and it's pretentious and it's pretty pointless. And there's a theme and an, an emotion he's trying to get across. And I think it just falls pretty flat. And I think a lot of writers like this who have such a success in their early days as a kind of philosophical, deep thinker type. Um, I think maybe he just, you know, Netflix allows them to not have any borders or budgets or time limits or constraints. And I think he just kind of went wild and yeah, I don't recommend watching thinking of ending things. If you're a big Charlie Kaufman fan, because it's kind of a, kind of a dump. I've been disappointed on one thing. Um, as you mentioned, being disappointed by writers, but um, from a, and the thing is, I was disappointed and didn't see the movie because of the trailer. I was already so disappointed by the trailer that I didn't watch the actual movie, um, which is the, I don't know if you know the books, Artemis Fowl, oh, by Ian um, Colfer. Yeah, isn't that a show? now or it's a movie it is a movie now right, right. and it has been the, those great great books if you w- would have to to give it some context and to to other storytelling and it's kind of a fantasy thing and kind of th- the same vibe it has nothing to do with each other and it doesn't um copy that much but kind of this kind of a, in a harry potter vibe Kind right. of this thing, Ian Colfer. Yeah, right, you, right. You know the the the, the novelist, Ian Colfer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this and for it's just like Harry Potter. I when you read it, you love it. I don't know. In an, for me, it's been an age between I don't know twelve and fifteen or something. So the kind of the kind of fantasy you like in this age and right and pretty playful and great amazing writing in terms of 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 thinking in whole scenes and scenery and yeah um imagine like a harry potter vibe by the way and there have been rumors about um about um making a a feature film out of it for years i think for like over 10 years and then there were there were i think already true to pilots that were pretty close to to being it yeah and there was this one idea where the guy who played um gimli in lord of the rings mm-hmm. to play this um one dwarf 
in Artemis Fowl. Oh, it's got some bad reviews, man. Yeah, and it didn't um, it didn't work out. And after years and years and years, and people didn't just like people don't believe. I still cannot believe that George R. R. Martin's will finish the, the 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 will finish Game of Thrones. We know that the 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 series is finished, but the the book is actually people, intended people, for more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. People people don't believe that he will ever finish it, even if he it, yeah if he it, if I he mean, told us so. It's been like six or seven years. Yeah. And he's already really old. He told people for years that he's on the new book and it is not here yet. Mm-hmm. Since years, like mm-hmm. I guess, like it's like seven years now or something, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it, it it felt about like that with the with the 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 Aramis Fowl movie, and then this year, out of a sudden, at least for me, and um, I gotta say, I'm again, I'm not that deep of a. I can't film believe nerd. it's it's 2020. I thought it was much younger. Exactly. Wow. Okay. And yeah. um, and they brought it out just recently. Yeah. Out of the blue. Um, and I just saw the trailer and I thought like, okay, you guys were doing exactly what I didn't want you to do when you make a movie out of this, those amazing books, Teenagers Love or Loved yeah, of course. back in the day. I don't know if it's yeah. still a thing, the books. Um, <clears throat> because they did, they did it in this typical, I don't know, newer, newer fantasy kind of a little bit of a disney touch um movies yeah like i don't know i don't know if you've seen the this percy jackson movie or no i didn't see percy uh, jackson like they did that's not disney but um i think it's not disney like in a style like they did the you, you did you see this kind of new harry potter movies this um oh the, the play um, i don't remember the name i've seen yes, both the, of them the 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 creatures yeah that's right yeah like so in this style i hated those in, I hated in, in terms of, of of effects and yeah and i mean the cgi is great of course but the story and it did the artemis so fall thing the same and i i was so turned off yeah already by the by the, by the trailer to this um do movie. you want do you want to guess um do you want to guess what the Man. Do you want to guess what the Rotten Tomato score is for Artemis Fowl? Um, I'm totally unsure. You know, like, you know Rotten Tomatoes, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, like three something, and that's pretty bold. It's nine, nine percent out of a hundred. <laughs> Uh, IMDb gives it a 4.1 out of 10 and Rolling Stone gives it 1.5 out of 5. So, yeah. I mean, a 9% Rotten Tomatoes is basically a death sentence. Now, you know, the crazy thing is last weekend, I think it was last, yeah, last weekend, we were in Prague. Yeah. And... You were in uh, Prague? I didn't know. Yeah, but just for like, yeah, it was just like a little... Just uh, like for two hours. <laughs> it was just a, a weird like two and a half day getaway. Um, we had like a little voucher and we thought we'd just get out of Munich. Nice. So, um, Prague is, a, is an amazing city. Yeah, it was cool. Just, just a little just a little fun getaway. And we know the hotel that we stayed in had HBO. I didn't even know there was HBO 2 and 3. I didn't even know that. There's HBO 2 and 3. Uh, 1, 2, and 3. As, as I didn't well. know that. And of course, the, you know, the more numbers there are, the less quality gets. But the funny, <laughs> yeah. the funny thing was, 
Um, there was one evening where we had like an early dinner and then we came back to the hotel just to take things super easy and just relax. And we were looking at HBO one, two, and three. And, uh, there was a moment where we caught HBO one, I think had whiplash. Ooh. And whiplash is now whiplash is a really fantastic. It's almost, I would say it's almost a perfect movie. It's really amazing. And, uh, that, that, yeah, I mean, I think that was the last movie that, that was really close to, to really making me me cry, and I yeah I don't mean in a, in the term of 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 uh, we we had the discussion toxic masculinity etc. Right, just a but but, but it's just a great story. But, yeah, it's just a great story, and it it's yeah despite like the inaccuracies about like what jazz drumming really means or whatever blah blah blah. It's yeah. like it's a great script, and yeah. that's all you. That's the most important thing sure. is a great script. So I really loved um, Whiplash, and then it was kind of previewing what would come on next. Maybe this was HBO 2. I'm not even sure at this point. Okay. It was previewing what was going to come on that evening, and it was like something I'd never heard of, and then it was Artemis Fowl. Ooh. Which is funny. It's already on. You, you did see it. No, 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 no. Here's okay. the thing. It was already coming on HBO, which for me, that's why it surprised me just, just to read this in this moment that it was from 2020. Because I thought, oh, it's on HBO, so it's been out for a while. Someone already knows this movie. Yeah. And I knew this this name, Artemis Fowl, so I thought... Uh, because I, the books, probably. Yes, but I thought it was like an older movie that I didn't see. Ah, okay. And the, yeah, and, but because they mentioned that there were so many news that, okay, now they're finally um, working on that movie, and they right. didn't, so right. it makes sense, yeah. And Colin, Colin Farrell is in this little mini trailer for yeah. HBO. And I thought, oh man, I love Colin Farrell. Like he's done so many amazing films in the last 10 years. And so I was like, oh, this could be kind of cool. But then I saw the actual like mini trailer they do for TV. Yeah. And my God, man. You feel me? You're turned off by the trailer so much. Just an empty trailer. And it was like a 15 second thing of like, tonight, tonight at 8.15, Artemis Fowl. And I was like, ugh, I'm not going to watch that. Dude, for me, they could have put out just a clip where the writer sits there and says like, yeah, we had a lot of money and a shitty script, but a lot of money for CGI. This story sucks, but we had a lot of effects. Go watch the movie. Yeah, that's exactly. like what they what 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 those those images tell you exactly. And I mean, you know, the cast. I mean, it's got Judy Dench, it's got Josh Gad. I mean, he's he's a legend already. You know, he's he's already he's a young legend. Colin Farrell. Yeah, man, that's that's a real bummer. I was already pretty bummed out by that. Um, my friend, I think I think we got our movie reviews, we got our educational things, we got our religion in there, we got our updates on the we, music. Once again, Jordan, um, I, and I know some criticize about it, but some love it, and most important, we, the two of us, we love it. We've come a long way again in this podcast. I think it's the best thing. From the I first day of school in Bavaria. Yeah. Once again, congratulations, little sister. Congratulations. Julia. What? Julia? That's her name? Yeah. Congratulations, Julia. Um, To talking about the Artemis Fall movie. Long way, but um, I enjoyed the ride. I mean, that's what podcasts are all about. Yes, so. sir. Um, thank you so much, guys, for listening. And if you like today's show, please go to Spotify or Apple, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Give us a good rate, review, comment, share us online, or even just tell a friend you know, face to face. What was your offer again? Send us yes. screenshots. 
Okay, so the the offers were if you if you have a song that you would like me to request and you put it through our channels podcast at m945.de or um, on a DM on Instagram at at artsyfartsyimmigrants, then uh, we will I'll put it on the main feed on my channel and on the artsy fartsy channel and we will tag you and on Facebook. Um, and the other offer was that if you take a screenshot showing that you've sh- uh, introduced the show to three people. Um, then we will, what was it? We will, um, um, oh yeah, we will interview you on the show. Like a 10 minute interview. You will do a 10 minute interview of you on the show and we will, um, post a picture of you and a small clip of that show on our main feed. This episode is also brought to you by Skate Farm. Talk to an agent today. (laughs) You say Skate Farm? I wasn't sure about the legal consequences. Yo, if hey, if I told the real name. Hey, bro, we're hanging 10 here at Skate Farm. <laughs> if, like, if, you, if you like ollies and fucking like double McTwists. Do then, kickflip. Yeah, do kickflip, bro. <laughs> Come over to Skate Farm, bro. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Uh, please uh, talk to your friends about our show if you like it. It means a lot to us. It goes a long way to just tell a friend about us. Thank you so much. Bye. Oh, wait, Why? and you, I know we already talked about if you, um, if you have a, uh, a suggestion for a guest, yes, sir. email us, go to our DMs, or Absolutely. if you want to be our guest, or whatever. Absolutely. Spread the word, guys. It means a lot. Thank you so Hear, much. Hear, see, and feel you again next week. Look out, baby, the saints are coming through. And it's all over now. Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.